Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, all he asking you to do is... Live. Leave it. I'm holy. I'm sanctified. I'm righteous. I'm redeemed. I have wisdom. All because I believe in Jesus. And I receive what he has made me. And I am what Jesus says I am. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed say I'm holy. Let the redeemed say I'm righteous. Oh, let me get back to reading. I'm not supposed to be We're supposed to be reading. Read. Read. By the which, now go back to verse 10. By the which, we will, we are sanctified through the offering. How? Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. And I'm sanctified once and for all. Once and for all times. I'm sanctified. Once and for all times. I've been separated unto him. Once and for all times. Somebody says, you sure don't act like it. Honey, excuse me. But you might be seeing me act in a crazy way. That really ain't me. That's my body. Now, y'all laugh at that, but that's scripture. My spirit has been sealed with him so that the good can't get out and the bad can't get in. But after I continue to renew my mind, then my body's going to get in line with my, 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 my soul, and my soul's going to be in line with my spirit. But what Jesus did, he did to my real man, my spirit man. You are not your body. You are not your soul. The real you is the spirit being, and you're sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. Hallelujah. Once and for all time. I know what you're thinking. I got you. I got you. Some of y'all still thinking about sin. You can't hear what I'm saying because you're thinking about sin. I'm going to deal with that in a minute. But I'm setting you up because you're thinking about sin. I'm saying something that's nearly too good to be true. I'm telling you right now that your behavior does not make who Jesus has made you. But I'm going to talk about your behavior in a minute. I, I, at one time, I did not say, so you can go and misbehave. No, 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 no. You won't misbehave. You assume you're going to misbehave. But once you taste this grace... Grace is going to renovate you from the inside. And we'll know if you really are operating in this grace. I'm going to show you this morning how you can know you're really saved. Some of you might not be saved. And you're thinking you're saved because you went to the prayer room and you recited something. Or maybe you went upstairs to get you some fire insurance because you didn't want to go to hell. Or maybe you just keep yielding to the flesh. But we'll look at it in a minute. Let's keep reading. Verse 11. Somebody said, we're going to read the whole time? No, I'm going to be through in a minute. (laughs) And every priest standeth daily in the law, ministering and offering. Oftentimes they offered the same sacrifice, which could never take away sin. So the priests of the law, they stood daily doing the same thing all the time. But look at verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. But this man, Mm -hmm. Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice, his body and his blood, One sacrifice for sins 
forever sat down on the right hand of God. See, this sacrifice was so complete, he didn't have to do it but one time. While all the priests were standing daily, Jesus, after he offered that one sacrifice, sat down. And if the high priest sat down, that's my priest right there. If he sat down, I'm going to sit down. It's finished. It's done. If he sat down, why am I trying to get, try to keep doing something he's already done? Jesus took care of your sins so completely, he sat down. And you know what? You, you keep praying, trying to get him to stand up. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. Forgive me. I already did it. But, but Lord, I, I, it's done. I mean, but Jesus, I, I did it. But you, you, you have a hard time with that. Yeah, but I, I, but I sinned yesterday. It's taken care of. But, Lord, you need to stand up and come back and sacrifice them. No, I did that one time. It's done. See, you can't get that in your head. Religion has got you. You can't get it. It's done. Whatever you did, whatever you're doing, and whatever you're going to do, it's done. We're not getting to heaven based on your goody-goody. We're getting to heaven based on what Jesus has done. And we've made him our Lord and Savior, and we believe in him. Boy, that's radical. What I'm preaching this morning, I ain't even preaching. What I'm reading this morning, it's just rad. That's radical. It's right here in the Bible. What are you going to do? You, you are not even, at this point, you can't even disagree with me. Because I'm just reading the Bible. I'm just telling you what it said. Ain't that what it said? He sat out. Ain't that what it said? You ain't even have a chance to disagree with me because we just reading the Bible. He sat down. All the other priests stood up because what they were doing, they'd have to keep standing because they could never get it done completely. But Jesus, when he, when he offered his body a sacrifice, sat down, would never go need to offer it no more. His blood took care of it once and for all time. Verse 13. From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. 14. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. What? Did y'all see that? By one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Now, this is radical, man. I'm going to have it come out your mouth. This is radical. Say this out loud. I am perfected forever because I've been sanctified. There's some of you sitting there like, wait, no, no, what are you trying to do? You, you trying to give us a license to sin? I told you once before, you didn't need no license to sin. You've been sinning way before you came here and heard this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's read a few more and I'm almost done here. For by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Verse 15, whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, the law of love, the law of faith, and in their minds I will write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. That's nearly too good to be true, isn't it? That's why they call it the gospel. Their sins. Did you see that? That's a right name, it? Their sins and their iniquities. Now I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my sins and my iniquities will God remember 
No more. Some of you got it. Others are just, I, I don't know, Rev. Just tell us. <laughs> well, we will not be able to undo our salvation by sinning. If that's the case, the only way for you to really get saved is for you to get saved and then we shoot you right after you get saved. Because the, you got, you got sin is going to be taking place in your life. Whatever's done, not of faith, is sin. To know to do good and not do with it is sin. So we're not just talking about the big ten. There ain't no big sins and little sins. Sin is sin. All right? So now watch carefully. Can I sin away my righteousness? Can, can I do something to get rid of my righteousness once I've been born again? Hmm, because there's always forgiveness, isn't it? And you're living under a waterfall of forgiveness. Well, how then do I get, get rid of my righteousness? Or excuse me, how, yeah, righteousness. How do I get rid of my, my uh, salvation? Well, by renouncing or rejecting Jesus and all that he did for me through his broken body and his blood. And you can't do that ignorantly. <laughs> you have to do that qualifying. Go back and get that tape from last week and week after that. Now, here's the deal I want you to hear. Unbelief keeps you away from the provisions of the blood sacrifice of Jesus. Unbelief 
unbelief. If it's when you don't believe something that keeps you away from it. That makes sense, doesn't it? What we just read, if you don't believe it, unbelief keeps you away from it. Unbelief keeps you away from it. Now follow me very carefully in this. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, 26. Unbelief keeps you away from it. As long as you believe Jesus and believe his forgiveness and believe his salvation, man, he can, he can, he, there is nothing you going through in your life that can't be dealt with. Now watch carefully now. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Now what was the knowledge, the truth we just got from Hebrews chapter 9 and 10? It's this truth, that Jesus is the final sacrifice for man's sin. And when Jesus offered his body and blood that took care of our sins once and for all times. So here, when he says, if you sin willfully, what is that sin? Unbelief. Unbelief. You don't believe in the truth that Jesus is the final sacrifice for your sin. And he says, therefore, there remaineth no more sacrifices for sins. See, he says, if you don't believe that Jesus is the final sacrifice for your sins, then the goats and the bulls and all that, that don't work no more. That don't work no more. He says, if you are willfully, if you sin willfully, how do I do that? Through unbelief. If I choose not to believe that Jesus is the final sacrifice for sins, then there is no more sacrifices for sins. How many of you believe that Jesus is the final sacrifice for all your sins? Praise God. All right, so what he says is the people who don't believe that, then when you sin, there is no way out. The bulls and goats stuff don't work no more. And he says, unbelief, when you choose to willfully not believe what Jesus said, oh, this is, I got to say this. What are you demonstrating? Once you get born again, now we know when we get born again, we go to God, we confess Jesus is Lord of our life, we receive, we confess our, our sins and ask Him to forgive us, and when we do that, we're saved, right? But once you get saved, what are you demonstrating if you keep going to God every night asking Him to forgive you of your sins? Unbelief. Because if you really believe that He has already dealt with it, the only thing you would do is when you make a decision to sin, say, you know what? That ain't a good decision. I'm not doing that more. Thank you, Lord, for what you've already done. Thank you for it. Now, if you go to him and thank him that he's already forgiven you, you're demonstrating, well, God, I believe God's forgiven me from us. Thank you, Lord. I just received. Man, that was a dumb decision. I, that's the dumb one. I, thank you, Lord, that I'm already forgiven. I sure appreciate that you already forgave me. Instead of going to God after you do something dumb, say, Jesus, I need you, Lord. What do I need to do? What I need to do, Lord, I need you. I ain't right. I ain't right, Lord. I need you. Help it. Help. And you begging for something that he's already made available. What are you demonstrating? Unbelief. And what I just described happens in about 85% of the churches. Even the preachers doing altar calls. I'm preaching messages. I need y'all to come down here and ask God to forgive you of your sins. Well, he's already done it. At least say, 
Come on down and let's thank God that your sins are already forgiven. We think that this act of religion is okay, but it's an act of doubt. I don't believe that he is the final sacrifice for my sins. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fast five days. I ain't going to miss two months. I ain't going to miss two months. I'm going to do what I got to do. And what happens? You, you go back to performing to deserve to be forgiven. That's dead works. And he says, the blood of Jesus has delivered you from dead works. And we keep doing that. We keep doing that. And guess what happens? Every time you, got, every time you go and try to deserve to get forgiveness, you fall back into the law and you walk in condemnation. So now I sin. I don't believe I'm forgiven. Now I feel bad. So condemnation causes you to sin some more. And then when you sin, you feel condemned. And then when you feel condemned, you sin. And then that cycle just keeps going back and forth, back and forth, because you won't simply believe I'm forgiven. And you know what happens? When you realize how great the forgiveness was, you're going to start loving greater. How can you look at what you did? Look at look how much you love me. Now, all of a sudden, you're not interested in making that same decision, are we? You want to glorify God. You don't want to keep glorifying death. When you sin, you're expressing death. And God's now created you to express life. So most folks come to church feeling condemned and and convicted. Why you come to church? I've been living bad. I asked this one guy, I said, man, come to church. Oh, I've been doing too much. I've been just, oh, I passed on saved, but I I I ain't been living right. Well, you believe you're the righteousness of God? Yeah. Well, believe that, and you'll start doing right. Because when you believe right, you'll live right. Pastor, by you telling people that, they're going to go wild. No, they're going to go wild if I don't tell them. You see this? So you got to believe that. Now, now watch this. Now, this explains 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Flip there. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Now you're going to see why Satan is doing what he's doing to unbelievers. <laughs> Guys, I don't think you understand this, but you need to, you need to go out and do a survey. You, we have this mindset that everybody going to heaven. There are, there, you, you're busy worrying about have you sinned or not. And there are people in the world who don't believe in God at all. They don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in the blood. They don't believe in none of this. They reject the whole thing. In fact, they say they call it religion. We don't believe in religion. We believe in a relationship with Jesus Christ. But they say religion is one of the top three evils in America. There are unbelievers all over the place. You don't realize that. Because you're in a church full of people. You think, what's going on? No, there are people, people you're talking, good people, nice people. They just don't believe no Jesus. And they don't believe no God. And you don't go to hell because you sin. You go to hell for rejecting Jesus. Because I told you, when you get to heaven, you're going to be shocked. Some of y'all are going to be mad. How you get up here? I know for a fact what you did. <laughs> I was there. In fact, I did it with you. How you get up there? And I didn't get up there. 
Well, see, they believed in Jesus Christ, and they believed when they, when they did what you did, what happened, they went home, they said, Lord, I shouldn't have did that. Help me. I depend on you. Show, help me. You went home, I'm, I'm going to use my own willpower. I can handle it when I want to handle it. No, they believed in Jesus. See, when you get to heaven, you're going to see three things. Number one, I know you've heard this before. I'm going to let you hear it again. Number one, you're going to see people there that you say, how do you get up here? Number two, you're going to look around and not see some people that you knew were going to get up here. And then number three, you're going to look around and say, oh, I made it. I'm up here. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Now, now this is going to tell us why the devil is doing this. Watch this. In whom the God of this world, who is that talking about? Satan. Hath blinded the minds of them who? Who mind did he blind? Which believe not. Why are you blinding the mind of the unbelievers? He wants to keep them that way. Keep them that way. See, you keep thinking that if I'm good enough, I'll go to heaven. No, you ain't. You go to heaven because you've received Jesus. So he says, in order to get these guys in hell, they don't need to believe. We entitled today's product offer, Jesus plus nothing. Because in a nutshell, that says it all, folks. Jesus has dealt with the sin issue once and for all, and made us right with God. There's nothing you can do to add to what he has already done. Jesus did it all, and his grace changes you from the inside out and empowers you to dominate in life. Now, listen for how to receive this series of messages, and I'll be right back with a final word to wrap up today's broadcast. Discover why faith and what Christ has done is what makes you righteous, not your actions or good behavior. Order today's dynamic three-part collection, Jesus Plus Nothing, by Creflo Dollar, by calling or visiting CreflodollarMinistries.org, and get started living the grace-filled way. What's your dream? It's never too late to embrace the dream in your heart. With Living It Up, the new series by Creflo Dollar, you'll learn to walk confidently in the truth that your success is in Christ. For a specific gift to the ministry, receive the Living It Up combo. And for a love gift of any amount, get a lift into your destiny. With Creflo Dollar's two-part CD message, Refuel Your Dreams, receive the best God has for you. Order Living It Up today. I thought I'd take a moment to answer a question posted by someone uh, on one of our social media channels. So here it is. The question is, is it biblical to say that believers backslide? Now, I want you to think about something. The Bible in Hebrews talks about us having received eternal redemption. And it also says that we've been made righteous not by what we've done, but by what Jesus has accomplished. You see, ladies and gentlemen, with all of my heart, I believe that once we receive Jesus as Lord of our life, and we receive uh, our righteousness because of his righteousness, understand, what did you do to get born again? What did you do to get saved? Of what actions of your own are responsible for you being the righteousness of God? None. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, he makes it clear, through one man's obedience, we were made the righteousness of God. So I'm made righteous because of what Jesus has done. Now, if I can all of a sudden do something to get rid of my righteousness, then I would have to question whether or not my bad decision, what did it do to impact Jesus' righteousness? Let me tell you something. 
Jesus has always been righteous. He is all, will always be righteous. And my righteousness is based on him. And it is based on his righteousness. And I am the righteousness of God. And whatever mistake you made, the blood of Jesus has already taken care of it. So receive your right standing with God. Receive your eternal redemption. Receive all that Jesus has done for you. And don't go around saying every time you do something, well, I, I backslid. I got to start all over again. That ain't how this works. What Jesus did, he did once. And for all times, thank you, Lord God. Amen. Well, I hope that blessed you. We have uh, ministry materials that if you'll call in and request, uh, you can get more detailed information on this subject. And thank you so much for joining us today. And I'll see you next time right here on the Changing Your World broadcast. Stop and reflect on the world around you. Violence, despair, and hopelessness are rising. Families are being ripped apart. Children lost to drugs. And souls across the globe are lost. There's one thing that can make the difference. God's grace. Creflo Dollar has received a vision to help take the message of grace to those that need it most. He is personally asking you to join the 2020 Vision Partnership. Your faithful commitment of less than $1 a day, $5 a week, $20 a month will reach a billion souls in this generation. Your small seed can do so much, like expanding the Changing Your World broadcast, helping battered women, orphaned children, and so much more. As his way of saying thank you, you will receive a very special partner kit, a monthly letter from Pastor Dollar's desk, a monthly teaching CD or MP3, inspirational coaching, exclusive discounts, and so much more absolutely free. Join the mission. Help reach a billion souls around the globe. Become a 2020 Vision Partner. Call today.
of the victory. You know, you didn't give me what I wanted. And so, but the truth is, is when he says no permanent harm can come to you, I'm going to tell you what. We have got the victory. We are more than conquerors because when we pass out of here and go into the next realm, we've got it nailed down for eternity. decided that my goal is not going to be to get everything I want while I'm here, although I want to have a good life here. My goal is going to be to get out of here still in Christ, not having let anything take my faith away from me, and to love God with all of my heart. And then I'll tell you what, the devil is going to be very, very upset because once you cross over, he can't even aggravate you anymore. We do not have to be defeated by our enemies. God has given us power. We need to know more about who we are in Christ. Paul in Ephesians 1, 17, 18 and 19, he prayed for the church and he said, I pray that you would know God, have insight into secrets and mysteries about the knowledge of God. And he said, I pray that you would know the hope of your calling and what your inheritance is among the saints. So he said, I want you to know God and I want you to know who you are in God. Know God and know who you are in God. Know your inheritance. We are joint heirs with Christ. Everything that he earned from the Father through his perfectly obedient life, we get as a download, just like you go out and buy a new software for your computer, we get it as a download by faith. You get some software for your computer, you put it in there by faith, and boy, you expect everything to just happen. Well... God has downloaded some stuff to us in Christ. And he wants us to believe it, to appreciate it, to be grateful for it, and to make use of it here in the world to enhance and grow his kingdom. Let's look at three scriptures that talk about our power. 1 John 4, 4. Little children, you are of God. You belong to him. And you have already defeated and overcome them, the agents of Antichrist, because he who lives in you is greater and mightier than he who is in the world. Somebody say, the greater one lives in me. Colossians 2.15 God disarmed the principalities and powers who were arranged against us and made a bold display and a public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in it the cross of Jesus Christ so God disarmed the devil he took the weapons away from the principalities and powers and he is a defeated foe but he will lie to us and tell us that he has more power than we do if we don't know who we are in Christ everybody say Christ lives in me and then finally 1 John 3 8 But he who, he who commits sin, who practices evil doing, is of the devil, takes his character from the evil one. For the devil has sinned and violated the divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was made manifest was to undo, loosen, dissolve, and destroy the works the devil had done. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest to undo, loosen, dissolve, and destroy the works of the devil. Somebody please say Satan is a defeated foe. 
Now, you know, we are weak in ourselves. And if you're not, you better be. Because people that are strong in themselves don't get help from God. I can stand here today and tell you that I am strong and I feel bold as a bear right now. But it's God's strength and God's boldness, not mine. Because I have nothing except what I have in Him. We can never be strong in Him until we're first weak in ourselves. 2 Corinthians 3.5, the Apostle Paul well knew that what I'm talking about is true. He said, not that we are fit, qualified, and sufficient in ability of ourselves to form personal judgments or to claim and count anything as coming from us. But our power and our ability and our sufficiency are from God. So Paul was saying, the only way that I can do this, the only way that you can stay in a difficult marriage because you believe that God has told you if you weather it out, maybe you can be a witness and a, a force for change in somebody's life. The only way that Dave could have possibly put up with me the first several years that we were married and continued to love me unconditionally, it wasn't, it, it wasn't his great ability, it was the power of God in him. The only way that you can handle a bunch of little kids and live in the society that we live in today and maybe even be a, a single parent and have to be trying to do it all by yourself. You don't have the ability, and you're right when you say, I can't do this. You're totally right when you say, I cannot do this. This is too much for me. But you need to quickly follow it up with, but God is with me and he can do it through me. You know, the story of Samson is an interesting story. And Samson was a Nazarite. He'd made the, the vow of a Nazarite. And God made him extremely strong. But it was his close connection with God that kept him strong. And people today get disconnected too much and they let their batteries run completely out and then wonder why nothing's working in their life. Let me tell you something. You've got to stay plugged in to the power source. How long have you been unplugged? It's time for you to get plugged in again and make sure that you stay plugged in. And so Samson got involved, got tempted by a woman, got involved with her, and her purpose was just to deceive him. She was no good from the beginning. Her purpose was to find out what the secret to his strength was. Well, you know, the secret of our strength is God. And the secret of Samson's strength was God. But God had told him that as long as he would let his hair grow and not cut his hair, that he would be strong. And it was just kind of a little thing between him and God. You know, there may be some things that you feel like God has told you to do. And, and if you do those things, then things work out great for you. You know, everything, every blessing in our life comes by grace, but that doesn't mean that God never tells you to do anything or he never makes you responsible for anything. You know, one of the things that I know for a fact, God has dealt with me about this from the beginning of my ministry, I cannot fight with my husband at home and get up on this pulpit and expect to have power. I can't do it. So, if because I've been successful for a while, 
I now begin to think that that doesn't matter. And I can maybe wake up in a bad mood and be rude. Or maybe Dave, I can't imagine Dave waking up in a bad mood, but let's just pretend that he did, you know. (laughs) Let's just say that Dave and I had a rip-roaring argument this morning, and I just, you know, the point is it doesn't really matter whose fault it is. It really doesn't even matter whose fault it is. The thing that matters is who's going to be the first to make peace. You didn't care for that much, did you? Wow. Got a little more work here to do than I thought. I mean, well, let's just pretend and say it was Dave's fault. Let's, let's just pretend he got up in a bad mood and it's his fault, okay? There was no, oh, what a beautiful morning today. And uh, so, man, he hurt my feelings really bad, and now I'm, I'm mad, I'm really upset, and I'm mad, and I mean, I'm taking it to the max, you know, I like his work all the time, and so then I got all this going on in me, but I get my church face on, and I come over, and I'm like, well, praise the Lord, everybody, what a wonderful day. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? I could teach the same message, but I can tell you that it would not have a strong anointing on it, and it would not penetrate your hearts, and it wouldn't do in you what needs to be done. See, I've known from the beginning, I've got one thing, and that's God. And if He don't show up, I'm in deep trouble. Because I don't play an instrument, I don't sing, I, you know, this is it. This is, this is it. I talk.
Thank you, Lord, for your power. As I said, I heard many sermons about God's power, but never about mine. See, I believe that you have the power through Christ to resist sin. Don't ever think, oh, this is too much for me. I believe that we have the power to resist temptation, to resist the devil. I believe that we have, through Christ, power over the past. Come on. I believe we have power over failure, disappointment, depression, discouragement, fear, wrong thinking, letting our emotions control us, rejection, abandonment, abuse, and everything else. You got the power. Now we come to a wonderful name. Jehovah Elohim. What does that mean? The Lord is God, the only God. The Lord is God, the only God. Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5. And you're going to understand in a moment why this was so important. This particular name was so important to the Israelites. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, the only Lord. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your mind and heart and with all your entire being and with all your might. The Lord our God is one Lord, the only Lord. Several places, numbers of places in the Bible, it makes that statement, the Lord our God is one. And I started thinking about that a few years ago and didn't quite understand it at first. But you see, they lived among pagans who had all kinds of gods. And I just started doing a little, little research online and I actually... There are so many different things out there that people call gods that they bow down to and worship that it started to be overwhelming for me to even try to make a list. I started, but I didn't get too far. I mean, you can go back to Greek mythology and then all the different religions that are in there. There's one religion today that has 330 million gods. And the thing that's interesting is I was in that country and we saw the stone quarry where they actually dig out the stone and make the gods. Now, <laughs> how can anybody be a god if I can make him? I mean, come on. So I'm going to go somewhere and carve out a hunk of stone, and then I'm going to make this little doodad thing to sit somewhere, and I'm going to bow down to that and think that that's going to help me? I'm going to tell you what, I feel really sorry for people that believe that stuff. And I hope and pray that many of you are watching this program today. Now, I want to tell you something. You don't have to worship a stone-cold, dead, lifeless, immovable statue. There is a God that is alive, that loves you, and he wants to come and live on the inside of you and give you power to live a wonderful life. The Lord our God is one God, the only God, the only true God. And we should love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind strength because he deserves our praise 
people worship all these things that God has made. They worship the sun, they worship the moon, they worship nature. Why in the world would you not just want to worship God? <laughs> well, one thing is, is people want to see something. They want to touch something. It's hard to believe in what you don't see, but listen to me. We have spiritual eyes. And I think I can stand here today and say, we do see God. I believe that I see God. I haven't seen him face to face, but I see him every time one of my grandchildren are born. Oh my gosh, there's little tiny fingers and hands and toes and a little fat belly. And, oh, oh my gosh. I mean, our last grandchild is now two months old, and I mean, he is just as fat as a little butterball. Just as cute as he can be. And, you know, millions of other things that we can look at in the world. We've just got so used to not looking and not paying attention, or paying attention to wrong things. And I'm challenging you to take from this conference a desire to slow down enough in your life to pay attention to the God that is there for you to see. And to thank Him for every little teeny tiny thing that He does for you. Well, if we want to have a Christianity that we can really enjoy, that really works for us, we need to know who God is. I think a lot of times we don't study God's character enough, and that's very, very important in our lives. Who is God? What can I expect out of Him? It's the only true way to experience victory in our lives. And so I've done a series of teachings simply called, Who is God? And they're about the character of God, who God is, what we know that we can expect God to do all the time. For example, the Bible says that he never changes. No matter how much society changes, God is always the same. We know that he's always with us. He's omnipresent. We don't have to look for him. He's with us all the time. And many other wonderful things. So four CDs. And as a free gift, a little book called Start Your New Life Today. Get to really know God. Don't just want to know what he can do for you. Know him. Thank you for being with us today, and God bless you. Do you long for a deeper relationship with God? If you want to experience God's best in your life, you first need to understand who he is. Discover some of the many names of God found in the Bible, each one revealing his character and promises for your life. With Joyce's four-CD series, Who is God? It's available today for your gift of $25 or more. And when you order, you'll receive her book, Starting Your New Life Today, an exciting new beginning with God, free of charge. To order, call us toll-free, 1-800-727-9673. Or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to. I didn't know where to go or where to turn. God was somebody in heaven that good people talked to. But I wasn't one of those people. After the divorce, you know, again, she pretty much hit rock bottom. She felt like a failure. Um, we tried to build her up to let her know that, you know, divorce wasn't the end of the world, but that uh, in her eyes it was. For a very, very long time, Shanna felt like this old church, empty, broken, dirty, hopeless. I didn't know how to deal with the pain, so I would drink. 
and drink. Whatever I wanted or how much ever I wanted and it just got out of control. I thought that that was going to fill me up. It left me feeling more empty, put me in a deeper hole than I started. I didn't have anything. Nobody could possibly understand what I was going through. I felt like I wanted to give up, like I didn't matter. That's when I found Joyce. She told me that that's what the devil wants you to think. He wants you to believe that everything is hopeless and that you're worthless. And as long as you continue to believe that, you're going to stay there. In the midst of emptiness, she received purpose. I just remember praying one night and I said, you know what, I'm not doing a very good job. And I don't think you're very proud of me. I want to give this to you. And I want you to work in me and tell me what to do. And he did. And he he just said, love me. That's it. (laughs) You know? Just love me. Surrounded by brokenness, She gained strength. I didn't think that the kind of love God has for me, I didn't think it was even possible. And I definitely didn't think that I would have or that I was worthy. But he taught me that I am. Shanna's healing wasn't instantaneous, but in her determination to know God, she discovered her worth and value in Christ. And afterwards, he gave her another gift. Shanna was lost in her pain, feeling like an empty shell in the middle of nowhere. God taught her to focus beyond her circumstances through studying his word and believing what it says about her value in him. I was completely ready to give up, and then all of a sudden, here comes the Savior. your chance to see Joyce live. Inspiring worship, life-changing teaching. The Joyce Meyer Conference is coming to Orlando, Florida, March 12th through the 14th with worship by Israel Houghton and New Breed. And Hampton, Virginia, March 26th through 28th with worship by Matt Redman. All sessions are free. For more information and complete conference schedule, visit us at JoyceMeyer.org or call toll-free 1-866-C-JOYCE. instruction book for life. Spending time in God's Word will change our lives, but consistent and effective study can be challenging. That's one reason why Joyce is here to help. At JoyceMeyer.org slash Bible study, you'll find ways to make your study time come to life with helpful resources, study suggestions, and encouragement from Joyce. Get the most you can studying God's Word with everyday study. Sign up today at JoyceMeyer.org slash Bible study.
our friends and partners for making this worldwide ministry possible. Together, we're feeding the hungry, clothing the poor, and presenting the gospel to the nations. Please contact us or visit JoyceMeyer.org today to share your prayer requests. Find out more about our resources, see Joyce's conference schedule, and to join us in partnership as we share the love of Christ around the globe. The proceeding was paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. Hey, old buddy. Hey, guys. So, what's next? Catching up on my sleep and watching my expenses. Well, good thing you switched to Consumer Cellular. I know. Now I only pay for what I need. I'm so glad I found it. Most cell phone companies have one big plan. They think fits everyone. But Consumer Cellular thinks your plan should fit you. How much top text and web use is just right? You name it. You'll never pay for more than you need. What do you mean, only pay for what you need? Well, we talk a lot, but we don't go on the web that much. So if Consumer Cellular doesn't stick us with a big, expensive data plan, we choose the amount of service we want. Nice. But when we took a road trip, we needed our phones for directions all the time. So we just upped our data plan for the month, and we still got the best price for what we used. We call it the, the Jack Connie and Connie Jack plan. Plans start at just $10 a month with no contract and free activation, a $35 value. Call or go online to order a new phone and shipping is free. Or pick one out at Target or Sears. AARP members, ask about your special discount. Take 30 days to try Consumer Cellular risk-free. If you don't love it, cancel and pay nothing. Wow, the service is great. Almost as good as Consumer Cellular's customer service. Oh, Jack. What? It's true. They're always very friendly and helpful. Contract you have to sign with consumer cellular. No contract. We can leave any time with no penalty. Not that we would. No wonder we're rated the number one wireless provider by consumers like you year after year. And Consumer Cellular is the only wireless service endorsed by AARP. So you know the service is great. And members can save even more with special discounts. Why spend another day paying for more than you need? Consumer Cellular has a plan with your name on it and the savings to match. Starting at just $10 a month with no contract and free activation. Start your 30-day risk-free trial today. Call 1-800-335-0942. Go online to ConsumerCellular.com or go to a Target or Sears store today. Hi, I'm Pete Summerall, and I want to welcome you to a great program. For the next 30 minutes, you're going to experience Israel through the eyes of someone who's actually been here. You know, it's a great time for you to be able to come with us, but I want to share with you what it's like to actually visit the land of the Bible, where the Bible just comes alive. Stay tuned. All right, Lucy people. This is a dream come true because I've been wanting to do this for many, many years, and it just seemed to fall together right now. I've heard about it, I've read about it, but now I'm experiencing it. And this is the best thing that ever happened to me. There's a lot of things happen, but this is the best that ever happened to me in my life. It's just wonderful. It's just an absolute fantastic fantastic I can't there's no words to describe it just when I think that I've seen the most beautiful thing inspirational thing the most spiritual thing we turn around a corner and there's something else there's so many amazing parts here it just every day is another favorite part well Ashley the Lord spoke to me and uh, he wanted me here and his blessings are what I'm um, looking for so I know he has something special to in part to me. Well, it's the, it's the history. This is the birthplace of uh, Christianity. I'm a Christian, uh, and I wanted to come to experience uh, this uh, history firsthand. 
And that's why I chose to come to Israel. Yellow, yellow, yellow. I'm Tim Susky, who's the director of Lassie Tours, and uh, we're in a yeah. terrific place called Caesarea. Now, Kim, the, the group actually just no. a little bit ago. Morning, Sam. Hey, Cher, how you doing? Hey, I am determined and ready to do warfare and kick some butt. I tell you what, when you go through the pain that I went through, I I was boy, I tell you, it could it could have just taken me completely out of I, well, it did take me completely out. Um I mean, I I was I was down and out. I I I didn't even think I could play the piano and sing because I thought the noise was affecting my head. I thought that everything I saw in my eyes was affecting my head and my neck and I was shaking and everything else, and I talked to a girl on the phone, and she says, you need to go back to the ER up in St. Cloud. So we go clear back there and said, we can't do anything for you. <laughs> Look at Louie, and I say, yeah. I said, this girl that wasn't a doctor. She wasn't, you know, anything. And I I was going back home. I, my dad was getting up. I said, Lord, I said, this is enough. I said, this is enough. I am not going to be pushed around anymore. I said, I don't care what kind of pain I go through. I can put ice on my neck. I can put ice on my head if I get sore, you know, if you know the concussion thing. You know, that was just an excuse for the enemy. Well, not even the enemy. I mean, I was letting my brain, you know, and, and it was my brain because my brain had been damaged. But uh, I was, I, I, I said, no. I said, you know, Father, I said, you live inside of me, Jesus. You live inside of me, so I don't have to put up with this pain. I said, Jesus, just touch my head now. And so then Louis turns on the radio, and it doesn't hurt my ears. It doesn't hurt my head. And uh, I got this morning, turned on the lights, not hurt my head. So I know God said, okay, I'm going to touch you now. And mm-hmm. another lady, when when I went ballistic because of the, uh, because of the um, concussion, they wanted to put me in counseling. So Crossroads Counseling, a Christian counselor, sent me some papers and wanted me to tell her about all my past, everything that I'd ever done, mark off this, mark off this, any time or in the last six weeks. And so here I am crossing all these things off, and last night I was watching Benny Hinn and God to take that paper. I said, okay, Father, I will, and rip it off. That's not you. That was you, but that's not you now. You don't have to put up with that anymore. You're a child of God. What I have done for you, I have wiped that clean, and you are not that person. So I began to rip up the papers and threw them in the trash, and I said, Lord, I am free. I am free. I take my Bible back to the bedroom, and I start reading my Bible. I put it in my bedstand, and I wake up this morning, and I have the Word of God right next to me, and I'm like, hallelujah, praying in tongues, powerful praying in tongues. God just anointed me in bed, and I'm like worshiping the Lord and everything, and I'm just, I'm so excited to live for Jesus now. I mean, I am on fire for God, and and like you had prayed before, Sam, that the, the Word of God would manifest itself through us. And Louis says, I got my sherry back, plus, you know, and so I call Mama Regina, and she calls me sweetie and sweetheart, and I'm like, praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you. And I came home, and we sang, I sang at the piano. I says, you know, God says I can sing, and I got a talent here, Lord, so I'm going to sit down, and I'm just going to play. And we began to worship, and, and, and the time got by, and I was singing for an hour on the, with the piano. 
I thought, thank you, Jesus. And I just kept praising the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know, and it just it was just a fire burning inside of me that just was like, wow, God, I'm excited, Lord, for living for you, Jesus. I want to live for you with a gusto of Jesus Christ inside of my spirit. And then I listened to a tape a couple of days ago from my pastor in Iowa, and he said, you know, when Jesus came in, he came in to take all our sin. And when the enemy says, you sin, he says, no, God doesn't see that sin. He sees Jesus in you. And you can overcome that sin because Jesus is in you. And you don't have to do this by yourself. You don't have to fight this war by yourself. You don't have to do it in your own flesh. You don't have to do it that way. You can do it because Jesus is in you. And through Christ, through asking him to help you, you can defeat anything that the enemy tries to pull on you. And he gives you the eyes to open up and say, God, open my eyes so I know what to do. And bam, I tell you, Sam, this this whole last three weeks have been very, very good for me because he showed me so many things that had to be lined up that I could move forward with with, with more effervescence and more more um passion, Jesus Christ, and just wanting to and not and not in a retrospect of trying to go overboard. But like my mother says, one day at a time, one step at a time, taking my time, not jumping in, but allowing the Holy Spirit to stir up in me to do what I should do each day. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm excited this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't care what pain I suffer through. Jesus suffered more pain on the cross than I will ever suffer in this world. And if he can handle it and he lives inside of me, by God, I can live with it too. And that doesn't mean I have to shut my mouth and not be on the prayer line. Amen. God, hallelujah. And I'm just, I'm so pumped up this morning. Sam, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Doing good, Cheryl. I see you out there. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and you too, Sam. Did you get my text last night? Yeah, I got it this morning. Oh, praise God. And And I mean every bit of what I said in there too. You are a friend indeed to me, and I just appreciate you so much, Sam, and just just your ministry on this line. Um, and I'm not going to compliment you or nothing because God says not to compliment one another, but just to let you know that I consider you a great friend. And I consider Arthur and Maria and Erica and Felicia and all you guys on the prayer line great friends because you had my back when I didn't have my back. And I so much appreciate that. So God bless you all, whoever's on the prayer line this morning. <laughs> thank you, Cher. I, I say thank you on behalf of all who listening and who not listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Betcha. <laughs> well, that's a little Norwegian, and I'm not Norwegian, but up here we say you betcha. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, Maria. I love you, and everybody. I appreciate those prayers. <laughs> Praise the Lord, Sherry. I, I thought you was—I uh, thought you was at your wit's end um, yesterday. I was. Um, God's hand is have moved on you, Woo! man. And okay. continually moving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you well, for the prayers. Yesterday, prayer I thought you was—I thought you was like, uh, you know, at the end of your end of your rope. I was. <laughs> 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 you know, I was like, what is this? But now just turn around. Just turn around that that, that 
that you have been graciously blessed with. Oh, Thank God by for far. it. Oh, by far, by far. Good morning. <laughs> and hallelujah. That's you know, right. I'm more to this once. He says the enemy can start, but he can never finish it. Never finish it. All right. You can never That's finish right. it. You're right. Because it was done on the cross. Done and All finished right. cross. I hear, I hear you. I hear you later. I hear you. You're speaking it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. I sound like Maria this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you sound, what do you mean you sound like me? Okay, you said with the hallelujah in your spirit. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with having a hallelujah in your spirit, honey. Every day, this is the highest praise you give him each and every day as you can wake up and breathe, inhale and exhale. It should be a hallelujah. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This should be a hallelujah all the time. All the time. Not, not when things are good. Right. Not when things are good. That's right, I'm because I'm in pain so right now, and I'm not complaining one bit. I'm saying hallelujah, Jesus, and speaking because in tongues. Because the praises go well. Every time I pray in tongues, my body quits hurting. All right. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep praying in tongues. Yes, yes, yes. Because it helps, <laughs> big time. <laughs> All right now. All right now, and right now. Did you get Arthur's text this morning, Samuel? Um, you know, I, I can't download. I saw something about songs and stuff. I read the word part, but all the downloads I can't get because my you phone. Didn't, you didn't. You didn't get that school was closed and he's he's at his second job, the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm listening to George Myers right now, but I'll be on it on, on during my break. <laughs> <laughs> no, see that part I didn't get. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. 
Okay, I'm going to go ahead and open up. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God. Thank you for the joy in the great getting up morning that we have all rise to see, God. With thanksgiving and also in our hearts, God, we lift your name up today, God. And I pray that all the ears and hearts and minds be open to receive your words and praise, God, right now in the name of Jesus. And sharing with sharing you on one accord, God, right now, that it be made done decent and in order, God. The word be brought forth from our ears, from our mouth to our ears, to my heart, to you, God. Amen. On high. And we love to sing your praises each and every day, God. So thank you, God, for the men and women on this call today who are going to stand before you, God, stand before you and praise your holy name, lifting your name up to the highest of high, because you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And, God, we love you, we adore you, we magnify, we praise, and give a, and grant and, and love you, God. In Jesus' name I do pray, and I say amen, amen, and amen. I do have a word today. I do have a word today. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and my devotionals are... are, are, are <laughs> now you know you go over there. <laughs> really, slippery? Okay. Um, I have a, a word today. Um, it's 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 coming from the God a godly life, and it's a devotional for uh, from the time of grace. It says the, the topic is why God. Good morning. Why God? It says, it is a great comfort to know that God oversees all things, controls and directs the affairs of angels, stars, and mankind, and it has a plan for each of our lives, except when it isn't. It's fun to praise God when you get a promotion, find a great new boyfriend, inherit a chunk of money, or close on a new house. But do you still feel blessed when you get laid off, hear a chilling diagnosis from the from Chilling diagnosis from your spouse's doctor or stand next to the casket of somebody you really, really love and need it. Why God? Why? You know, he says, why God? It's the aching cry from believers who really want to believe but just can't understand how a wise, powerful, and loving God will let something this bad happen. Who has, underst- who has understood the mind of, of the Lord or instructed him as his counselor, Isaiah forty thirteen. Is any of that song playing in your head right now? Two things. First, you will understand more as you get older. We'll understand it better by and by. One of the compensations for your diminished vertical leap and sprinter speed is a sense of perspective. If you live long enough, you will start to see that God blesses us not only through treats but through hardships as well. Second, it's okay that there are some things you will never understand this side of the grave, the one who brought you worthwhile enough to sacrifice his son can be trusted to guide your life. He'll explain it later. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So so this is when we ask those questions of why, when we ask those questions of why God, those questions of why God either, some, either makes us stronger, it should, it should make us stronger. Because like the, like the words say that that sometimes we cry, we cry because you know we still you know the question was do you feel still feel, feel blessed when you were laid off or hear chilling diagnosis from the doctor or stand next to the casket of someone who you really really love and needed. But so, and, and, and like I said, you have to understand as we go older, it says we'll live long enough. 
you'll start to see the blessings of God not only through our treats but through our hardships. We'll see those blessings. Because sometimes, you know how how, how um, in life we, we have those hardships. And I say, you know, you know how God will bring you to and through those things to, teach, to, to make you stronger and to make you lean on him more. And then you can really learn it's not about you, it's about him, because he's the one that's going to bring you to it, through it. And that's why the question of why should never be a question. Oh, yeah, we have those whys. Oh, yes, because of the mysteries. But as long as we know the promises of God and trust in him, those whys should even should be minute question because we know that he wouldn't put us, he knows how much we, he knows all about us, he knows how much we can bear, he knows all about us, he knows every head on our, every string of hair on our head, and he, and he knows every, everything that's going on with us. So, so therefore, my, my learning, my lesson for today is not question God, because we can't change nothing. We can't change anything that God has already put in our lives already destined for us to have and things to go through, go through. Now, of course, yes, I come out of choices. Our choices make those situations and circumstances happen faster or come upon us faster or come upon us because it's, it's probably not what he wanted want for us right then and there. But once we get in line and position ourselves with him and wait on him and trust in him, those things, those issues, those situations will come to pass. Amen? Amen. And that was my lesson for today. <laughs> That's why the why God. But Galatia, but the top the sermon topic was actually coming from Isaiah forty chapter forty verse thirteen. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord or has his counselor has taught him? And that was um um the 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 actual word for the day. We all ask why. Why not? <laughs> you. Why me? Why not you? Everybody have a cross to bear. Everybody have to take up their cross and follow him. Amen. Amen. Don't get quiet, y'all. <laughs> What did you just say, crazy woman? I asked why y'all were so quiet. Everybody just quiet this morning. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Maria. Good morning. Good morning. Here Good morning. Here's the prayer line. Hey, Lou, how you morning. doing? Good morning. Just got back from work. Yeah, I feel good. I only had three hours sleep though in two days, so I might I might get a few catch a few Z's. <laughs> get all you can. Yeah, it it 
You know, when you're driving back and you have these sudden little, I don't know what you call them, but you, you, you have to kind of, Micro sleeps, they call them, and uh, boy, you don't—they're not—they're not fun. You, all of a sudden, you know, you're—you're—you're you're, you're shaking your head, saying, "I can make it, I can make it," and then you're 18 miles or 20 miles. And did that a couple of times, but <laughs> caught myself after a particle of a second. <laughs> <laughs> you got that—you had that—you had that um, that, that bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, the bobblehead, exactly. <laughs> Oh, we all yeah, I can't do nothing about it. You know, I mean, I'm except if you pull over, it's the only thing you could. But I thought yeah. it was to go. Wow, that's like. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, your body want to shut down, especially yeah. when you're driving late. You're driving uh, for long periods of time. And you try to push yourself. That's a beautiful uh, description of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't bobble across the line, okay? <laughs> kind, of like, kind of like a grade in the middle of the line. So if you yeah. Have a, uh, on, on our roads, if, if you uh-huh. in the middle of the line, you get that big valley that goes, yeah. ah. Well, I never did. <laughs> I, I would always catch myself if I moved about six inches to a foot, and then I'd yeah. catch myself. <laughs> oh, Lord. Bubble, that's <coughs> driving is scary. It's scary, Louie. You said driving is scary. Oh. <laughs> it can be. Because <laughs> you not only if you watch it out for yourself, you watch out for others. Because yes. <laughs> you got to keep your eyes all the way around your car these days because people can be, ooh. Especially in Atlanta. They can be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 15 below zero here yet in morning. Ooh. It's, it's nippy. Yeah, nippy. You said 15 below zero. Nippy. That's what you call nippy. Yeah, one five, fifteen. yeah. Where, where no. are you? Are you in, are you in, is she in Atlanta? You in Atlanta? Yes, we are. Yeah, we what? got kind of like semi, we got, we had 60, what, almost 70 yesterday and now it's 67 today. So you said nippy. When you said nippy 15, I'm like, dude, that's cold. <laughs> nippy. That's freezing. Can you say we're in Minnesota? <laughs> that's Ice freezing. Station, zebra, salmon, I kid about. <laughs> yep, yep. There's those two bushes. We're about ready to have some eggs and cheese with some from uh, cornbread and All right, now, Sherry, you put it on the stove, right? Yes, ma'am. You finna smoke the kitchen up. That's right. All right, now. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I sound like old Grandpa Jones on uh, Good morning, how are you? Hey, good morning. Oh, Lord, Jesus. You feeling kind of Erica. You need some healing on that folk. Oh. Oh, honey, you need some healing on that throat. Lord Jesus, go in right now and remove that 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 mucus up out of there, Lord. <laughs> she sounds like Kermit. <laughs> oh, God, I'm gonna go ahead and lift up my list because I'm gonna be getting off here in the next ten minutes. I gotta um go into this office. Dear Jesus, 
We thank you today, God, for the moments that we spend with you on bended knee. God, as I bow before your throne of grace and mercy, God, I lift up to you the sick and shut in, God. Continue to bless them with the blessings of healing each and every day as they go through their trial of sickness, pain, heartache, discouragement. God, right now I lift them up to you, God. I lift up Sherry, Nate, Mother Regina, Erica, Arthur's parents, Sam's parents, God, and even Sam and myself, Lord. I lift us up for the healing from your divine and glorious hand, God. Continue to cast and sprinkle down the blessings of healing upon our heads, God. I may not know what's going on in their bodies, God, but you know what they need, want, and desire from their heart, God. So I pray that you continue to strengthen them where they're weak and mend them where they're broken. It is in Jesus' name I humbly lift up to you the sick and shutting people of this world, God. Speaking healing across this atmosphere, God, that I speak to you right now in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You're the sweetest name I know. Oh, Jesus, I will share it wherever I go. Lord, your name I adore, and I'll tell it no matter where. Wherever I go, no matter wherever I go, I'm going to give him Jesus. Give them Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Do not want no lost crowd for me. <laughs> Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah. Alright, anybody want to do that list for a start on mine? Holy, holy Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus, for this morning. Mm-mm-mm. Precious Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Holy Father, I come before thy throne and say thank you, Lord, for this morning for ministering to us on the prayer line already this morning. Lord God, you've got earth-changing, life-changing, life-giving words of wisdom and knowledge for us to speak through for your sake today, Lord God. I come before you on behalf of my family, my mom and my brothers and my sister-in-laws and my nieces and nephews and their families, my cousins and my 
and my uncles, Lord God, and my in-laws, Lord God. Just watch over them, Lord God. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of them. Let your divine healing and your divine wisdom go through their bodies and their hearts and their minds. Open their eyes so they can see, Lord God, more of you today than ever before. Touch them, Lord, right down to the very core of their very being, Lord God, and touch them and bless their their comings and goings out today, Lord God. As they go to the bowling alley, let them have a good bowling day, Lord God, and just cover them in your blood, Lord God, and let no harm befall them today, Lord. Send your guardian angels round about them and encamp about them in Jesus' precious name. I pray for Louis and I, Lord God, for increase, Lord, in your word through us, Lord God, that your word may may manifest through us, but your word says we can do more than you ever did, Lord God, for you go to the Father on our behalf, so God, just empower us in due season and time to grow us up enough, Lord God, to do those things that you would have us to do in a more full and more powerful way than ever before. We thank you for your presence in this home, on this prayer line, in Jesus' precious, precious name, amen. 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 So Lord God, we come to you this morning thanking you for your grace, thank you for your mercy, thanking you for this additional chance to be one with you, to seek you for guidance and instruction in our lives. Lord, I pray that you continue to cover us and protect us as we travel in our various paths to our various destinations. Lord, I ask that you create in us a clean heart that we may serve you totally, Lord, and allow your purpose in our lives to come to fruition as we abide in your will. I lift before you the prayer shift and ministries as a whole and the prayer shift and ministries families, Lord, that we are able to fellowship one with another, sharing your love and sharing your word, Lord, that we're able to be strengthened and renewed and rejuvenated. But also, Lord, in those times where we may be convicted, Lord, I ask that you continue to cover us and heal us with the balm of Gilead, Lord, that we can continue to move forward, that we're able to stand forthright and stand firm, Lord, and be resilient in our different giftings and in our different purposes. It is to you, Lord, that I extend the utmost worship and praise, thanking you for the covering of my family and the protection of my family, Lord. I pray for continued strength and healing in my body, and it's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, Daddy. Good morning. How you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm fine. Now I hear your voice. I'm very, I'm very blessed. So am I. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love to hear that sound. <laughs> 
God is good. Hallelujah to your name, dear Jesus. Erica was trying to make it. <laughs> huh? Do what? Erica was trying to make that sound. <laughs> uh, no, her, uh, no, this is distinguished now. I, yeah, she was trying. She was trying, but I, I got that sound locked down in my memoir. <laughs> <laughs> I got it locked down. I got a feeling that Erica doesn't like to talk. <laughs> she's, a, she's not feeling good today, Sherry. She's, in, she's a little bit under the weather oh. this morning. Got a little cold and stuff going on. Sound like Kermit. Oh, man. <laughs> But God I, love her. God love you, Erica. Man, that's, <laughs> that is not fun. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. So is Arthur sleeping today? Well, he stays at um, his other, other job the bed, so he was sleeping in today. <laughs> uh, he probably get on about, he said about 15 minutes. <laughs> it's been 30, but he said he's going to be on a little bit late, I guess. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Were you on the line earlier when I said how much I appreciate you guys for being my friends and having my back? Yeah, I heard that. I got on just at that point. Okay. All right. Thank you so very much, Sherry. You betcha. You know, I never, I never, until I moved to Minnesota, ever said you betcha. Uh huh. I so said I never used to say you betcha until I moved to Minnesota. Okay. Well, you betcha. <laughs> betcha. Okay. I sound like a Norwegian. You betcha. Yeah, sure. You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all sound like that up here. Yeah. My brother well, Gary always teases me about that. Well, how long have you been up there, sure? Uh, since those seven. So they be running on eight years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Originally from where? Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you betcha you're gonna get those that you're gonna get that because you've been there long that long. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. It says in John fifteen eleven, these things have I spoken unto you, that right. my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is yes, my commandment, yes, yes. that ye love one another, as yes. I have loved you. Greater love has Hallelujah. no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Yes, yes, yes. My friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you, henceforth yes. I call not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. I oh, have called you friends. For all things have I heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Mm. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Beautiful. And it wasn't just me saying you're my friends. The Jesus in me said you're my friends. Oh, yes. Wow. Wow. Yes, Jesus said you were really with friends. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. Love thy neighbors as thyself. Yes. And we don't get yes, to take yes, or choose yes. either, by the way. Love all. No, we don't. We don't get to pick or choose. 
Well, if you pick or choose, then that ain't uh, that ain't that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Starts at home and then with your family and then out and abroad. That's what yeah, I heard. You, that's what you heard. <laughs> that's what you heard. That's what I heard. I heard it starts at home, then with your family members, and then outward and abroad. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying that's what I heard. That's what you heard. <laughs> Everything's being heard, huh? Yeah. All right, then. So, Maria, how are you doing? I mean, how is your situation and work my, situation and everything now? I am working now. Praise God. I'm working now. I, um, you know, ha- you know, once the unemployment runs out, then you got to be employed, right? Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I choose to go back into the workplace. Um, it's good. Uh, you know, back into the workplace. So my kids got to be saying Yes. Now you have two daughters or two sons? I have or? a son and I have a child. I have two. I have two children. My. Uh, uh, so my son, my son is twenty one. My daughter's uh, fourteen. Okay. Okay. And um, she um, they had to say it, honey. Yeah. Even though he's he's working too, so we 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 get we get along very well. And I awesome. love my little, I love my little government job. Awesome. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, I love my government job. Wow. No, no, no. To live for thee every day and night. Let thy spirit be with me Keep my heart. Keep my hand, keep my whole life away. In my come to see thy Lord, I want to live for thee. 
every day and hour. Let thy spirit be with me in his saving power. Hallelujah. Jesus. Keep my hand and keep my heart. Keep my soul, I pray. Keep my tongue to sing thy praise. Keep me all the way. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. And it's powerful. <laughs> Ooh. And, then it, and then it goes on to say, in my weakness be my strength. Yeah. In my sorrow be my all. Be thy with me all the way and hear me when I call. Hallelujah to your name, dear Jesus. Lord, keep wherever you do. Please keep me in your care. Please keep me under the shadow of your wings, Lord. Keep me all the way. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's powerful, y'all. That is powerful. Keep my heart. And keep my hand, keep my soul, I pray. Keep my tongue to sing thy praise. Keep me all the way. Hallelujah. Keep me all the way. It's powerful. Keep me all the way. My hand, my heart, my tongue. Hallelujah. Keep me all the way. Hallelujah. My soul. Hallelujah. Because our soul is anchored in the Lord. Hallelujah. Keep me all the way. One of those old, old seminals, seminals that we sing in church. Keep me all the way. <laughs> We want to live for thee every day and hour. Every day and hour. If we keep looking up, if we keep looking, moving forward and looking up to the hand of the man who can, hallelujah, <laughs> all of this worldly stuff wouldn't even matter because he's going to keep us all the way. Mm. So I'm going to continue to to, to to keep my hand in God's hand. Because he's the great orchestrator of this of this of this instrument right here. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you, Lord. He, keep me all the way. Keep me all the way. All the way. Not half the way, all the way. Hallelujah. <laughs> all the way. Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-mm-mm. Well, y'all, I'm getting close to my destination. May God keep each and every one of you all the way. Maria. And yeah. Thank you. Oh, anytime, Sherry. <laughs> anytime. 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 Y'all be blessed and have a blessed day. I love y'all. And love you, ain't nothing you do about it. Huh? All right, take care. Chat with y'all tomorrow, right?
All right, I guess I'll go ahead and knock out my list. Mathis and Ariel sing for Harabas should go to the Dandro Cosset of the Cobraca, should go say, should have gone Broca, should go say, and that Horabraca, should go say, should have gone Broco, said Gassandra Cosombo, Harabraca, Shirko, said Deshir Garamboco, said Gandan, Sharaka. Neander Moss, Humbroco, should go say, should go Romboco, say, should go Romboco, sir. Broca, she did the Gandan, the Gonde, the Gandan, the Gosse, Humbraca, she go say, she Gandrasa. Agent family. Hombroko should go say, should go Sandra Cosander go say, should go Romboco sa. Horopoco she should go Romboco san. Randa go say, should go Romboco sa. Horopoco say, should go Randa. Shakara. Rahim Pa. Horobo should go say, should go Romboco Sander go say, de de. Horoko she should go Romboco Sarah go Rombaca. Horoko she should go Romboco Randa go sa. Shakara. Marie Bird's children. Rumbroco, she go say, she the Gramboco Saracosa. Homeproco say, she the Gramboco Sedacandanacosa. Hoco de Shade de Gondramboca said to go Sada, Shakara. April Morris, Rocosh, the Gander goes to the Gondan de Gosse de la Combra. Obroco, she the Gander, Sir Corbocas, the Gandras, the Gosse, Obroca, Shakara. Punch Jailer Janak, Nation Aiden. Broco should go say, should go Sandra should go sa. Broco should go say, should go Rambraca, should go Sandra Comba. Broco should go and they should go Nanda Gondan, the 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 Gondan, Horror Branda, Shakara. Morgan Farley, Horote should go say, did go Sandra Casa. Hombroco should go say, should go Romboco Sandra go say, did go Saraca. The punch jailer, Kanisha Aiden, yep, did them. Uh, Chrissy Shanice and Tisa, how the boss should go say, should go rumbo cosa, how broco should go say, should go rumbo cosa, how roco should go say, should go ronda, shakara. Capri lacour, how broco should go sandro cosa, how broco should go say, sandro cosa, how broco should go, shakara. Kia shah, how rumbo cosa, how sandro cosa, should go rumbaca. Home broker run did a gun, 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 did a Haraka should go say, should go sandaka. Haraka should say, should go ramboko saraka, should go shakara. And I, Horobo shaker, should go ramboko, she did conda. Horoko she did condand, go did gandanda cosa. Horoko she did gandanda cosa, did garanda, shakara. Talent jasmine, who should go say, should go ramboko sa. Who should say, proba seracosa. Who should she go Rumbaka? Horabraka, the God, 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 the
the Moo family. Who should they go see the day, 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 they go see the go see the go see the go go the Tolan family. Home broker should go say, should go say, should go Sandra Kada. Poro should go say, should go rumbo say, go Sandra Kosa, should go say, Shakara. Big Jim, home broker should go say, the Ganda, the Gosset, the Gandrasa. Should it day, should the Gandrasa, should go say, should the Gandrasa. Sharakada, should go say. Shandirigosa. Wakara. Uh, Henderson, Shindoko, Shakara. Um, Droopy, Shindranda, Gusta, Shakara. 
Nancy bro, Shandy Gondi, the Gandhi Gondi, the Gandhi Gondi, the Gandhi Gondi Rasta, Shakara. Yolanda Smith, Shindush, the Gandhi Gosset, the Gar, Shakara. Keisha, Shandros, the Gar, Shakara. Morgan Macmillan, the family, Hombrosh, the Gosset, the Gandhi, Shakara. Renee in the paint store, Shindrush, the Gosset, the Gosset, the Gosset, the Gosset, the Gosset, Shakara. Manuel Rosa, Shandy Gondi, the Gondi, the Gondi, the Gondi, the Gosset, Shakara. And Kay, some brochure goes to the Garanda, she goes to Shakara. Got Bernard Hartsfield and the family, Sherry Richardson, Margaret Barn, Arlene Shakira, Man of Revelation, Dagwood's brother, Ursel, Sandra Walsh, Arthur Richardson, Eulon Earl Harden, David Rose Thorne, Claire and Strong Families, Verdell and Edgar Thomas, Paul and Delana Bryson, Brenda Pam, Scotty, Deborah, Deacon Chuck, Jackie Dunn, Andrew Everett, Dead Love, Ronald Alexander, Lisa Brown, Lori Hartsfield, Reggie Moore's father. Spring Alexander, Ronald Jackson, Summer Lair, Dave Rivera, Julian and Janine Hillis, Samane, Lady Lori Ministers, who my tennis, Lady Outside of Church Ministers. People from the meeting are that Chris and Marion Corman, Courtney Roberts, Sabrina Newton, Wesley Diane Sims, Fashion Hollis Davis, Jason Allison, Virgil Bass, Santa Marie's family, Ware family, Sam Smith family, Rose Shavis' family, Jerry Wade Jr., Georgie Cotton, Lisa Jones, Robert DuBlay, Sharon Michael Drake, Nadine in the parking lot, Kavon Carter family, Senior, Sam McKinney, Elizabeth, Jamil Lincoln, Kenzie Anderson, Jesse, Patricia Arnold, Gloria Daniels, Jimmy Dickerson. Brando, go to the Grando, 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 go to the Shandrande, the Gondi, 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 the Gond
Sherokosa, Sherokose, Delgande, Gose, Delgasa, Rogose, Obosa, Shakara. Alrighty. That's my three list. What else we got to do? List wise. We see some hospice congregation churches. Missionaries, what else we got to do is go ahead and knock them out. Mm, alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Okay, let me do congregation churches. Missionaries from Brush to go to the Rand, go to the Rand, go to the Randa, Rombashira Kasa, Rubaka, Shikosi, Dirgosa, Rakasa, Shakara. Congregation churches, the city hospice, Congregation churches, the season hospice, missionaries from abuse and addiction, Shandar, the Gonda, 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 Missionaries, abuse and addiction, deceased hospice. What else we got? Uh, pressure to ministry. Shandranda to go to the Ganda Rosa to Shakara. Family to pressure to ministry. Shandra to go to the Gonda Rosa, Shakara. And prisoners. Rosa to go to the Ganda Rosa Shakara. Prisoners. Yeah, I just did prisoners. What about fatherless? Pray for Father. Shirambra Krash to go say the Rambra Karakosa, Shakara. I can't think anybody, anybody think of anything else? I think that's all the list. Well, I guess a little couple of songs play. I got a 10 o'clock appointment, I think. Got to verify that. What time's in now? 8 o'clock. Okay.
cat, move, cat, move, cat. Yeah, I'm back at you. Hey, Sam? Yeah. I'd like to play a song. Huh? I'd like to sing and play a song. Okay. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. So I'm just supposed to read the morning of a trumpet. When I'm preaching this morning, I ain't even preaching. What I'm reading this morning, it's just rap. That's rap. It's rocking in the Bible. All right. Cat, go somewhere. Oh, you getting on my nerves. Which one? It's the mama. Hey, Renee. I think so. What she say? Trying to get my music. They done changed my music thing, so I got to try to get it to play.
looking in the mirror last night, but I don't like what I see. I'm looking at the reflection, but I don't like what's looking at me. Too light or too dark or too big or too small or always pulling off the measuring stick and forever coming up short. Don't be ashamed, for God has arranged worth more than a billionaire, exclusively engineered. Everyone's better than me Big car, big house, big dreams Are things my life won't see Too shy or too bold Or too nice or too cold Or always looking at a half-empty glass And always coming up last Don't be ashamed God has arranged Worth more than a
Before the sun even starts to shine Before I open my eyes, you're on my mind Even if it gets too stormy in here And the winds, they start to blow I can rest assured and know you'll never let me go Just when I need you Not a second late, you're right Right on time to make a way and save the day Like a superhero
cat. All right, all right, all right. Horabashidakumbrasha Hombroko sidika san raka sehediko horo bakandiko shediko mboko shediko mbrakada. Hombroko sidika handiko se shediko rande shediko rambaka sidiko sandaka. Horo de shediko ndashiko ndendiko ndandiko ndendiko ndandiko sendiko san raka ndiko saka. Horo bakandiko shediko sediko 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 sa. Horo bakandiko sediko ndashiko sediko randiko sediko randiko sarakanda. Hombroko sidika randiko sehediko rambaka rako sehediko ramboko sediko randaka. Hombroko sidika sediko san raste sediko san raste sediko sandaka. Hombroko sidika sediko 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 horo kandiko sandaka. Hombroko sidika san raste sediko sediko ramboko sediko raste sediko se. Hombroko ra yes 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 father hombroko sidika sa. Hombroko sidika sediko rakanda. Hombroko sidika sediko randiko sandaka sa. Hombroko sidika sediko 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 sa. Horondariko sediko ndandiko ndediko ndandiko ramboko sidika ndashiko sandaka. Hombroko sidika sediko ndandiko sediko ndandiko sediko ndandiko sediko ndandiko sediko ndandiko ndandiko sediko ndandiko sediko ndandiko sediko ndandiko sediko ndandiko Hombroko sidika sendika sa Hombroko sidika ndesidika ndandiriko Yes, 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 Father Burrandiriko said Hurrambaka Ah, move, Lord, move, Lord, move Hurrandiriko sedirika sandikirika mboko Murrandiriko sedirika sedirika sandrosiriko sanda Hurrambake sidika ndesidika ndrasiriko sandromboko Randiriko sedirika nda Hurramboko sidika randiriko sedirika randiriko sa Harabo sedirika randiriko sedirika Ah, yes, Father, move, Lord, move, Lord, move, Lord. Rumbuku yes, 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 Father. Yes, 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 Sandegera, Horomboseke, yes, 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 Sarandoko Ranga, Horaboko, Sedeshirgandeshirgandeshirgarandokosa. Oh, yes, Father, we praise your name, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Randirgo Sede, we glorify you, Lord. Randirgo Sede, we glorify you, Rombrosirka Sa. Yes, 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 Father. Rombosirka Da, the Rokosirkanda, Homborandi Shirka Sa, Horombo Sayako, oh, Father, Rombosirka Se, Horabrokrandi Shirko Sanda, 
Yes, yes, yes. Harandere kodeshe de kumbroko se de kandrasi de kede harandere karande de kede de karande de kede de karande de kede de karande 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 we glorify you, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Yes, Thank you, Father. Yes. Oh, Lord, we praise your name, Father. We give you the victory. We give you the praise. We give you the glory, Lord. We thank you for what you've done, what you're doing in our hearts and our lives. Okay, Lord, we're about to get into this new book. Called rightly dividing the word of truth, or rightly dividing the word. This book rightly divides the fundamentals in a series of contrasts as law and grace, faith and works, standing and state, sin and salvation, atonement and redemption, etc. It contains the cream and meat of the author's sermons and Bible lectures for 30 years and is illustrated with 55 charts and diagrams. The charts are clear and simple and adapted to institute and Bible class work. A book is by Reverend Clarence Larkin. Okay. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, 2 Timothy 2 and 15. The Holy Scriptures are not a systematic treatise on the theology, history, science, or any other topic. They are a revelation from God of His plans and purposes in the ages as to the earth and the human race. They were given to us as piecemeal at sundry times and in diverse manners, Hebrews 1 and 1. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit during a period of 1,600 years extending from B.C. 1492 to A.D. 100. The Bible consists of 66 separate books, 39 in the New Testament, and 39 in the Old Testament, and 27 in the New. These books are written by about 40 different authors, by kings such as David and Solomon, statesmen such as Daniel and Nehemiah, priests as Ezra, men learned in wisdom Egyptian as Moses, men learned in the Jewish law as Paul, by herdsman Amos, a tax gatherer Matthew, fishermen as Peter, James, and John, who were unlearned and ignorant men, a physician Luke, and such mighty seers as Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Zechariah. It is not an Asiatic book as though it was written in that part of the world. Its pages were penned in the wilderness of Sinai, the cliffs of Arabia, the hills and town of Palestine, 
the courts of the temple, the schools of the prophets of Bethel and Jericho, and the palace of Shushan in Persia, on the banks of the river Shabar in Babylonia, and the dungeons of Rome, and in the lonely isle of Patmos in the Aegean Sea. While the Bible has been compiled in the manner described, it is not a heterogeneous jumble of ancient history, myths, legends, religious speculations, and apocalyptic literature. There is a progress of revelation and doctrine in it. The judges knew more than the patriarchs, the prophets than the judges, the apostles than the prophets. The Old and New Testament cannot be separated. You cannot understand Leviticus without Hebrews or Daniel without Revelation. While the Bible is a revelation from God, it is not written in a superhuman or celestial language. If it were, we could not understand it. Its supernatural origin is seen in the fact that it can be translated into any language. The language of the scriptures are of three kinds, figurative, symbolical, and literal. The figurative explained by the context is symbolical, okay, symbolical either in the context or somewhere else in the scriptures, and the rest should be taken literally. That is, we are to read the Bibles as we would read any other book, letting it say what it wants to say, without allegorizing or spiritualizing its meaning. While the Bible was written for all classes of people and for our learning, it is not addressed to all people in general. Part of it is addressed to the Jews, part to the Gentiles, and part to the church. These three constitute the three classes into which humanity is divided. 1 Corinthians 10 and 32. It follows, therefore, that while the whole Bible is written for the instruction of the church, it is not all written about the church. The church is not mentioned in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is mostly taken up with the history of one nation, that of Israel. When we take the Old Testament promises and apply them to the church, we rob the Jew of that which is exclusively his. For illustration, the prophecy of Isaiah in the chapter headings is largely applied to the church, whereas the very first verse describes that is concerning Judah and Jerusalem, Isaiah 1 and 1. The New Testament and the Epistle of Hebrews and James are Jewish. The Epistle of James is addressed not to the church, but to the twelve tribes scattered abroad, James 1 and 1. In the Epistle to the Hebrews, many Christians stumble at the words, fall away, and if we sin willfully, Hebrews 10 and 26. But these words do not apply to Christians. They were spoken to apostate Jewish professors of Christianity who had never been born again, and who, if they did not accept Jesus as Messiah, practically crucified him. If they did not accept Jesus as their Messiah, practically crucified him, and were bad as their brethren who did crucify him. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and what happened to Israel was written for an example and admonition. It's coming from 2 Timothy 3 and 16 and 1 Corinthians 10 and 11. But we must apply to the church what does not belong to but we must not apply to the church what does not belong to it. To do so is to misapply scripture and lead to confusion. And rightly dividing the word, we must also distinguish between the work of offices of Christ as prophet, priest, and king. A careful study of the chart, these offices are not held at the same time. We must also distinguish between the prophetic days of scripture. See the chart on the prophetic days of Scripture, page 2. We must also distinguish between the times and seasons, between the times past when he spake by the prophets, and these last days in which he has spoken to us by his Son, Hebrew 1 and 1 through 2. As to the times, we have them designated as times of ignorance, Acts 17 and 30, 
the times of the Gentiles, Luke 21 and 24, the times of refreshing, Acts 3 and 19, the times of restitution, Acts 3 and 21, and the dispensation of the fullness of times, Ephesians 1 and 10. See the chart of the times and seasons, page 4. From the statement of the times of the Gentiles, we see that when the Gentiles are in power, the Jews are not. And as the times of the Gentiles are still running, the church cannot be in this dispensation without a governing or kingdom power. We must also not forget the divine conjunctions and the divine disjunctions of the Word of God. We must not separate what God has joined as the Word of God and the Spirit of God, nor join what He has separated as baptism and regeneration, law and grace, the church and the kingdom. But it is not enough to classify the scriptures in the manner already mentioned. We must learn to separate the scriptures as to time and eternity and the different ages and dispensations of time. Mm. All righty, it's going to be another interesting book. So that's the first chapter. Rightly dividing the word truth. Mm. You all don't have the um, charts that I'm looking at, but I'm just looking at how he's got it broken down. The day of man, the day of Christ, the day of the Lord, the day of the Antichrist, the day of righteousness, the millennium, the day of salvation. Mm. Day of judgment, day of the Son of Man, and the day of God. Hmm. All right, let's go back through this. Coming from 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly divided in the word of truth. Well, we always talk about this on the line, study. That means we have a responsibility. Okay, it's up to us. Once we're saved by his grace and his mercy, then now it's up to us to study his word. And his word is the word of truth. But I just noticed he said a workman that need him not be ashamed. That means you got to work at this thing. Somebody who's laboring, somebody's putting some time into this thing. And not to be ashamed. You're going to stumble, you're going to fumble, you're going to miss it, you're going to make mistakes. But don't be ashamed about that. Just continue to let the Holy Spirit reveal things to you and you will divide the word of truth. And he goes into the Holy Scriptures are not a systematic treatise on theology, history, science, or any other topic. They are a revelation from God of his plans and purpose in the ages as to the earth and the human race. That in itself is a powerful statement. Because that's how man gets so caught up in his doctrines and his theologies and his religion. You know, again, the Bible is a history book, it's all of this, but that is not in essence truly what it is. You can get caught up in that, but when you get caught up in that, you're missing the true essence of what God is trying to do. The first thing he says, they are a revelation from God. See, that's why when you read the Word of God, and it's, it is, it's a theology, it's a history, anyhow, but not until it's revealed to you, not until your spirit receives that from what God is trying to give you, will it become life to you. That's why it's a revelation from God of his plans and purposes. Mm. And he says that we're given to us as piecemeal at sundry times in diverse manners, Hebrews 1 and 1. Piecemeal. Now, see, wait a minute, hold up. If God gave us his word in pieces, why did we get upset when he's given us our, his plan for our life in pieces? See, we want to know all of our life. He didn't give us the word of God all at once. So why is he going to give us our destiny? Because God knows how we deal with things and how we process things and how we're going to act and react. 
if he like Erica said, if he gave it all to her all the time, she'd mess it up. So he gave to us the word of God in pieces. So he's going to give us our destiny, our plan for our lives in pieces. Hebrew 1 and 1. It was given to us as piecemeal as sundry times in diverse manners. It says, Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit during a period of 1,600 years from, AD, from B.C. 1492 to A.D. 100. I think 1492 is when Christopher Columbus sailed the um, earth, if I'm correct, not that I had anything to do with it. But anyway, <laughs> no, that's B.C. 1492. My bad. Okay, I made a mistake. I saw mistakes can happen to anyone. <laughs> anyway. Amen. That's all right, Sam. <laughs> oh, shoot. It says the Bible consists of 66 books, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New. They're written by, now, I like this. They're written by 40 different authors. By kings such as David and Solomon, statements such as Daniel and Nehemiah, priests as Ezra, men learned in the wisdom of Egypt as Moses, men learned in the Jewish law as Paul, by a herdsman Amos, a tax gatherer Matthew, fishermen as Peter, James, and John, who are unlearned and ignorant men, a physician Luke, and such mighty seers as Isaiah. Ezekiel and Zechariah. Now, if that is not a broad spectrum of people, that the guy, that's why he says God is no respecter of persons. Why did he use his men? Because they made themselves available to him. And he is no different back then as he is now. So if he may, you got the, ooh, let me, let me go through this again. <laughs> These books are written by 40 different authors, kings. That's the, that's basically how you can get it. Being a king, David wrote it. Solomon wrote it. Statesmen. He's like our governors and things. that are Daniel and Nehemiah. Priests. Now, these will, we will definitely see them writing the book because they're in the priestly position. Ezra. Men learned in the wisdom of Egypt as Moses. Men learned in the Jewish law as Paul. But then, wait a minute. By herdsman Amos. A tax gatherer, Matthew. A fisherman, Peter, James, and John, who are unlearned and ignorant. Wait a minute. He used them too? A physician, Luke. Mighty seers as Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Zechariah. God used a broad spectrum of people to get his word down to us. Hmm. And what is his word again? What is the word? It says, the Holy Scriptures are not a systematic treatise on theology, history, science, any other topic. They are a revelation from God of his plan and his purpose in the ages as to the earth and the human race. He wanted his plan and purpose, and he used whoever would avail himself to get his message across. If he did it back then, he'll do it right now. Then, okay, so now that you, after you done broke it down, I didn't just use a certain type of people. Now, let's get into this. It is not an Asiatic book, though it was written in that part of the world. Its pages were penned in the wilderness of Sinai, the cliffs of Arabia, the hills and towns of Palestine, the courts of the temple, the schools of the prophet at Bethel and Jericho, and the palace of Shushan and Persia on the banks of the river Shabar in Babylonia, in the dungeons of Rome, and on the lonely isle of Patmos in the Aegean Sea. Oh, man. 
So now I use any people, and now I can use them wherever they're located. And that's why we got to get up out of our racial differences. We got to get up out of out of out of though you know that I'm better than you because I was born here or I learned it. It ain't about all that. Not when it comes to God. Thank you, Jesus. It's not, and in our book, um, um, Destiny of the Black Civilization, it talked about that he created all races for a specific purpose, and that's what we need to do. Why was our race created? But you can only do that when you begin to find out why you were created. You cannot go out here and try to find out about a whole race if you can't now find out who you are. Bring it right back to what Sherry said earlier. It starts at home. It starts with you. Amen. Says while the Bible has been compiled in a manner described, it is not a heterogeneous jumble of ancient history, myths, legends, religious speculations, and apocalyptic literature. There is a progressive revelation and doctrine in it. Okay. Says the judges knew more than the patriarchs, the prophets than the judges, the apostles than the prophets. Now, the patriarchs were like basically founding fathers, you know, back in the Genesis and, and things like that. So he's talking about how step-by-step step, this group of people knew were more better than this. I'm not going to say better, knew more than that. But they had to come off of what was first established. Okay? So they took what was established, then they learned off of that. They took what was established, then they learned off of that. They took what was established, then they learned off of that. So it's not to say that they were better than anybody else. It was progressive revelation, and it's still progressive revelation at this point. So there's a progress of revelation and doctrine in it. The judges knew more than the patriarchs, the prophets and the judges, the apostles and the prophets. The Old and New Testaments cannot be separated. Uh-oh, I know some people don't have a problem with that. You cannot understand Leviticus without Hebrews or Daniel without Revelation. While the Bible is a revelation from God, it is not written in a superhuman or celestial language. If it were, we could not understand it. Its supernatural origin is seen in the fact that it can be translated into any language. The language of the scriptures is of three kinds, figurative, symbolical, and literal. The figurative is explained by the context, the symbolical either in the context or somewhere else in the scriptures, and the rest should be taken literally. So he just again he's just breaking this down, breaking it down into three aspects of how we read and receive the Bible. But again, it's all by revelation of God. Because see, there are times when that same word at a different time in your life will have a different meaning. So again, that's why you have to always have the Holy Spirit reveal this to you. While the Bible was written for all classes of people and for our learning, it is not addressed to all people in general. What do you mean? Uh-uh. What are you talking about? Huh? That seems like it's contrary, like it's like it's going back against itself. Well, he says, well, part of it is addressed to the Jews, okay, part to the Gentiles, okay, and part to the church. Oh, well, oh, wait a minute. That, so that's not contradictory. It started out with the Jews, his chosen people. Again, I think about progressive revelation again. That's why I say you can't separate the Old Testament and New Testament. You can't separate, separate this book. Part of it was to the Jews, part to the Gentiles, and then to the church. These three constitute the three classes into which humanity is divided. 1 Corinthians 10 and 32. 
It follows, therefore, that while the whole Bible was written for the instruction of the church, it is not all written about the church. Okay, so wait a minute. Now, that's when we got to begin to 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 pause for a minute. That's kind of like what Nate was talking about. For example, this is an example. It's talking about the um, when Moses and them were coming out of the out of the um, out of the desert. Well, when they were in the desert for forty years, and said that the law was written for the Jewish people. It wasn't written for everybody. Well, that was God's chosen people, and he broke it down. They broke it down talking about because God was dealing with his people at that point in time. He wasn't dealing with the other parts of the world, even though other parts that we read in other books, how other parts of the world came and helped the Jewish nation. And that's how they became part of the Jewish nation. Jephro, uh, the different other areas that, that they traveled, these other areas came, and, and they, they um, combined with the Jewish nation. But the word, the, the law was written specifically for God's people. See, God's people at that time was the Jews. It was not the Gentiles. Okay. It follows, therefore, that while the whole Bible was written for the instruction of the church, it is not all written about the church. The church is not mentioned in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is mostly taken up with the history of one nation, that of Israel. When we take the Old Testament promises and apply them to the church, we rob the Jew of that which is exclusively his. For this illustration, the prophecy of Isaiah and the chapter headings is largely applied to the church, whereas the very first verse declares that it is concerning Judah and Jerusalem, Isaiah 1 and 1. Again, God's chosen people. In the New Testament, the epistles of Hebrews and James are Jewish. The epistles of James is addressed not to the church, but to the 12 tribes scattered abroad, James 1 and 1. In the epistles to the Hebrews, many Christians stumble at the words, fall away, Hebrews 6, 4 through 6, and if we sin willfully, Hebrews 10 and 26. But these words do not apply to Christians. They were spoken to the apostate Jewish professors of Christianity who had never been born again, and who, if they did not accept Jesus as Messiah, practically crucified him again and were as bad as their brethren who did crucify him. All scripture is profitable for doctrine and for reproof, for correction and for instruction. 2 Timothy 3 and 16. And what happened to Israel was written for our example and admonition, 1 Corinthians 10 and 11. But we must not apply to the church what does not belong to it. To do so is to misapply scripture and leads to confusion. That's how we get caught up in all these traditions and doctrines which which we just have a misunderstanding of what God is doing. And again, what did he say that the whole Bible is written for the church but is not written about the church? Okay, so we we got to be careful. You can only do that again. What, what did he first come up with? I'm going to come all the way back to the beginning. Study to show thyself approved unto God. So we're going to make mistakes. Anytime you take a test, you're not going to get it all right. I'm doing this real estate stuff now. And the first thing they have you to do is take a test. And to this day, I have not gotten every question right. Then even after I've gone through the class and I take the test again, I sometimes I, I'm, most of the time I still don't get it all right on the first time. Again, so you study to show that self-approved. But what is I'm doing? I'm being a workman in my classes. And I'd not be ashamed that I'm, I didn't get it right. I just got to go back and keep doing it. I got to keep applying, keep, keep pressing, keep trusting, keep seeking. And see, that's what we're missing. See, that's when we get the laziness.
Uh, you know, I'm going to leave that out to somebody else. That's when I'm going to leave that to the pastor to teach me. Okay, that's all nice, good, and well. But when it comes down to your own life and to your own walk, and you got to work out your own salvation for yourself. So then now when you're getting beat up or you're missing it, it's not the pastor's fault. It's not my fault. It's not Sherry's fault. You got to get into it for yourself. So when you miss it, it's going to come down on you. Again, because that's why I say, I'm going to consistently say this, when we get into heaven, Jesus is going to turn our reasons into why we didn't do this or why that didn't happen or why didn't. He's going to turn it into excuses because he's going to come right back. Did you get into my word to study to show thyself? That you are workmen, that the word of God, how to she did go back God should have showed herself approved unto God. And rightly dividing the word, we must also distinguish between the work or offices of Christ as prophet, priest, and king. Wait a minute, God had three different offices. Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus, because I'm I'm separating that right now. Jesus had three different offices. He had three different three different positions while he while he did his earthly ministry. He had the office of Christ as a prophet, as a priest, and Christ as a king. A careful study of the chart shows the threefold work of Christ. That's the chart he got in the book. <clears throat> Page two fifty will show that these offices are not are held. These offices are not held at the same time. We must also distinguish. The prophetic days of scripture we must also I'm sorry, we must also distinguish between the prophetic days of scripture, chart on the prophetic days of scripture. We must also distinguish between the times and seasons, between the times past when he spoke by the prophets, and the last days in which he had spoken to us by his son. Hebrews one, one through two. So it, he's breaking that I mean it's just literally breaking up even Jesus' ministry. He's breaking them high when the word of God it was and is delivered to us now. So he's just breaking all things, again, not breaking apart, but breaking it apart in the sense that it's showing us how it all works together. Between the times and seasons, between the times past when he spoke by the prophets and these last days, which we are now, which, in which he has spoken to us by his sons, Hebrews 1, 1 through 2. As to the times, we have them designated as the times of ignorance, Acts 17 through 30. 1730. Times of the Gentiles, Luke 21 and 24. Times of refreshing, Acts 3 and 19. Times of restitution, Acts 3 and 21. And the dispensation of the fullness of times, Ephesians 1 and 110. See the chart on the times and seasons, pages 4. From the statement, the times of the Gentiles, we see that when the Gentiles are in power, the Jews are not. That's basically talking about now, the church body. Because how do we get into the body? How do we how do we come get redeemed to to God through Christ? Uh, the branch that was what what does the Word of God say? The the uh, that was we were grafted into the olive branch, olive tree. That's the Jewish people, the nation, the body of Christ, the body of Christ, the church. We're grafted into the olive trees. The olive trees represented of the Jewish people. That was given, breaking it down. God's chosen people back from the beginning. Progressive revelation. Okay? So we were grafted into there. But now in the last days, the times of the Jewish, um, times of the um, Gentiles, the times of the church. That's where we are now. From the times of the Gentiles, we see that when the Gentiles are in power, the Jews are not. And the times of the Gentiles are still running. 
The church cannot be in disposition of governing or kingdom power. We must also not forget the divine conjunctions and the divine disjunctions of the Word of God. We must not separate what God has joined as the Word of God and the Spirit of God, nor join what He has separated as baptism and regeneration, law and grace, the church and the kingdom. But it is not enough to classify the scriptures in the manner already mentioned. We must learn to separate the scriptures as to time and eternity and the different ages and the dispensations of time. And that, again, is chapter 1. So this is going to be some more good learning. Some more good learning. good, Sam. Yeah, these two books, by the time we get through these two books, we're going to be some learned people's. <laughs> well, it, it goes it goes back to what I had texted you one time, that uh, we can't always have you pray for us. We need to pray for ourselves, too, because if we just stay praying, having you pray all the time, we'll be like little babies weaning off of you and not maturing in Christ enough to say, okay, when the prayer line's off, then what do I do, right? Amen. So you've got to be able to be strong enough to say, okay, now that, that I'm learning to pray, I can I can go out and I can pray for myself during the day when something comes up and I need to talk to the Father, I can go to the Father. I'm having to say, oh. And, and, and that that's a baby Christian when they have everybody else pray for them, you know. Now, I'm not saying that when you don't, when two or more gather together, there Christ is. I'm not saying not to join together in prayer. Uh-huh. But what I'm saying is that it's important that we walk our walk. Amen. I mean, that was even yesterday in a lesson we were talking about laying on our hands and how um, the, the um, Kenneth Hagin brought out how God used a, a farmer, how God used a widow, and, and, and uh, just people who, again, we would consider not being anybody, but God used them to go around and seek. Why? Because they just chose to avail themselves and stand on the Word. Right. Right. Word. The Word will give you all the ammunition you need. Amen. About fear, God says, perfect love casts out all fear. You talk about worry, God says, lay it in my lap. You know, give it to me, and I will I will give you comfort. He talks about um, other things, you know. Um, confusion, God is not a spirit of confusion, but of love, power, and a sound mind, you know. You can, you can go through the scriptures, and the scriptures will have answers for every problem and every ailment that you've got. Amen. But once you learn it, then you know how to apply it. If you don't read it, you never... Go back to that again. If you don't read it, you don't know it. You don't know how to apply it. You won't walk in it. Sherry, you said a mouthful of that, baby girl. <laughs> I know, but I had to be on the prayer line for three years to get to this point, Sam. So. <laughs> Can you say again, overnight. Sherry, please? That last part you just said, you had to be what? I had to be with you guys for three years to get this. Oh, wait a minute. You mean you don't start today and you automatically got it? Praise God. No way, man. <laughs> I know that three years, everything just really flowed for you, and it was just such a beautiful experience, right? Oh, yes. Often <laughs> <laughs> and some screaming and some, you betcha. But, you know, when I got my dander up yesterday, I tell you, <laughs> that was a beautiful sight. All right. 
beautiful sight because I knew, you know, when I tore up those pages and God says, that's over, it's over. <laughs> you know, all that, all that passed. You know, I wrote all that down for the counselor, and then I realized that, no, that's that's the human way of doing things. That's that's trying in your own flesh to try to figure things out and try to help each other out that way. And so many of us try to figure out each other, you know, and and uh, there's no way we're going to because our past and everything is, is in God's hands. Everything that we've ever done, God's hands. Mm. And everything and everything that we're going to do is in God's hands because God created us. And so when we <laughs> when we do things, it's not because we're doing them. It's mm. because God is doing them through us. All right. There's no goodness in us without God. Wow. We are not good people. None of us is good. Mm. Without God, oh, wow, that's, wow, I just said that. I say that again. None of us is good without God. Right now. None of us is good without God. And if we're trying without knowing Jesus, it's futile because we're not going to get anywhere. We're just going to spin and spin and spin and spin in our wills. Uh. And I can speak for myself on that because so many times I kept saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do this, I can't. No, you're right, you can't. But with the grace of God and with his power and his might, you can do all things. And scripture, scripture, going back to scripture and saying, okay, what does God say? Not what Sherry says, what does God say? I can do all things. You've got to be in the word to know God. Without the word, you do not know what God can do. And it's not so much just knowing about God. One step further, knowing God himself, having a relationship, because God is relational. Mm. God is relational. You can say you love God, but if you do not love your brother who you can see, then how can you say you love God who you do not see? Mm. And how many times we judge or we put ourselves above somebody else because of education or or position in life, or status, or finances, or anything else, of what we've got or what we don't have. You know, we put ourselves above somebody else. There's that arrogance. There's that vanity. Then, then we need to repent and say, God, I'm sorry that I put myself above somebody else because of education or because of, of uh, finances or because I've got a job or because something else, you know. They're not like me. They're not this. They're not that. Well, excuse me, but like you said before, there's no respecter of persons. And last week I was with a couple, and we were talking, and I went back to, oh, this was perfect. It was Matthew 6, I believe. If I can go back to it real quick here. Matthew 6. No, Matthew. All right. Where are you? Matthew. We need to go to the closet and pray, and not always outside and, and pray in front of everybody else where man can see us. But to pray in private. And uh, I was talking to this couple, and I said, you know, the thing is, God said that there's no respecter of persons. 
I says, if uh, if we're bragging about what we've done, if we're bragging about this and bragging about how great our education is or what our parents have done or, or how smart we've been or where we've gone, and, 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 and this couple kept bragging all this stuff. And God just says, just tell them that, you know, when you brag, you've got your reward already. All that bragging is your reward. And I basically, I didn't tell it harshly. I just kind of ministered and said, well, you know, I says, uh, with all the education and everything, I says, God says all four of us are equal. There's no respect of persons in God. We're all four are equal at this table. I said, education doesn't mean anything to God. I mean, it does, but it doesn't mean better than or worse than. Everybody's got life experiences that can help each other out. So it's not it's not about how much you know. Basically, this is this is the truth. It's who you know. Mm. Wow. You no, know, who do you know, and who knows you, and and who are you serving? You know, are you serving yourself, God, or the enemy? You know. And then my pastor mentioned this, uh, not my pastor, but the one in Iowa. Listen to the tapes. He says, you know, when you look at yourself, look in the mirror and see Jesus. Don't look at yourself as being yourself. Look at yourself as being, you know, Christ. Because Christ lives inside of you, so he should manifest himself through you. You know, because when God looks at us, he doesn't see our sin. He looks at us as pure and holy because Christ is pure and holy. And so when we view ourselves, we need to quit looking at ourselves like, okay, well, I'm just nothing no, you say that, you're saying Jesus is nothing. And and that hurts. And that grieves the Holy Spirit. So we need we need not to to, 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 to cut ourselves down. You know, that, that was an easy one for me to do for a long time, but that's not that's no good. Because Jesus is not Jesus is powerful and loving and kind. And if we want to be that way, all we gotta do is say, Jesus manifest yourself through us. And how many times on the prayer line, Sam, you would say, Scripture manifests itself through Sherry and Louie? So many times, manifest yourself through the Scripture through Sherry and Louie. Well, I continue to pray for that. God manifests your Scriptures through us. And how powerful that is, because the Scripture is Christ. Christ and the Word are, are God incarnate inside of us. And the more we... Listen to the word. You said something powerful today. He's a prophet. He's a king. And I forgot the last one. Pro- prophet, king, and priest. Well, if you look at it, then priest, right. who wrote it? Threefold there. The prophets wrote, so Christ indwelled in them, or the Father dwelled in them to write the scriptures. So they were being used of God, but they were also walking in correlation with God. The New Testament, they come in and the Holy Spirit gives them utterance. So the Holy Spirit, Christ in them, wrote the New Testament. So there you have your your priest and your king and your prophet. So see, Christ is indwelling in them, through them, and in the Word. And as the Word is spoken, think about this. Moses, I don't even know if he knew who Adam and Eve were. But God in his spirit told Moses what to write in Genesis. Now, I don't even know if he knew who Adam and Eve were. 
But yet, somehow, God showed him through the Spirit who got who who Adam and Eve were, and why they fell, and why we're the way we are today. I mean, how awesome is that? And and the Bible was written fourteen hundred years. You know, it's 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 powerful, powerful just to to be. And, and to be able to just have it on my desk, on Louis's desk, and put it right here. That that's 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 a total blowout. I mean that's that just that's ineffable. You know, that's a word that you can't even describe. God is awesome. So anyway, I'm done. Right. Very good year. Strange. Huh? That's extremely good. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Yeah, I'm just looking at the growth again. Like, you know, that's a lot of growth that you've gone through and, and are going through. Yeah. Well, let you know I'm still suffering these headaches. Oh, wait a minute. You mean you ain't there yet? No, sir. Mm, mm, mm. I'm still suffering these headaches, but you know what? I'm 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 walking in you know, like I said, Jesus suffered more than I am. If Jesus can bear this, I can bear this. All right, now. You know, pain makes whims of us all. <laughs> mm. I want to contest it. Wipe me out for three weeks because I let it. Okay. But I'm not letting it because you know what? Satan wanted to shut me up. Mm. He wanted to keep me quiet. Mm. And it didn't work. In fact, God gave me a season of three weeks to discover all that. Mm. And to discover what the enemy was trying to do, he was he was showing me all these things about where I was turning to and what was going on that was not right. Mm. And then he took it and said, "See, this is what, but laid out before you. This is what you were doing, and these were the people you were seeking, and this is the answer I'm giving you." Mm. When we went to the hospital last night, he says, I can't do anything for you. It was like, praise God. I was saying, hey, they can't do anything for you. You know? And and when you get to that point, it's like, thank you, Jesus, because now my dander's up, and I realize that I've been, I've been going the wrong direction the whole time. Okay. And like I said, you know, the counselors and everybody were saying this and this and this. Well, it was because of the concussion. It wasn't because of a mood swing. It wasn't because I was going crazy. It's just because of the concussion. They were all ready to put me away. They wanted to counsel me, and, and they said, no, she's not this, and she's not that, and she's not this, so they couldn't put me away. But then they wanted to counsel me. And then they had me fill out forms about my past, years and years and years. And here I am writing all this stuff down. And then last night, like I said, I was watching Benny Hinn, and I looked at that paper and got to tear it up. Tear it up. Tear it up. Get rid of it. That's not you. That's not you anymore. That's That was you, but this is not you anymore. This is not who you are. You're not all those things that added up, all those things that happened to you. You're not that. That's not you. You're a victor. You're not, you're not, you're not defeated anymore. And so when I wrote that stuff out, I was like ripping, ripping, ripping. I said, praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And I moved out of it. I said, no more. No more, no more. And and the Holy Spirit, Louis was at work, and I was just full of the Holy Spirit, singing in tongues and praising God, and and just 
a good hour and a half just worshiping the Lord, crying out in tongues and singing in tongues, and just on and on and on. How God is just really, really just, and like you said, just growing me up in the Lord. But like I said again, I got this headache and neck pains from the from the uh, from the whip flash. So, you know, take a couple of Tylenol, put some ice on it, and take care of it. Amen. But that doesn't stop me. Doesn't incapacitate me. Doesn't say I can't anymore. And that is grace is sufficient for you. That's right. That's right, Sam. But in doing so, it's brought me closer to the prayer line. Amen. It's brought me closer to Erica and Maria and Felicia and you and and uh, Arthur and knowing that uh, we've all got each other's back. I didn't need to I didn't need to struggle in myself to get things done anymore. I could just say, "Okay, God." Amen. And taking care of me. Thank you. And now I just release it to you. I don't have to carry it. I don't have to be burdened by that. I don't have to to waste my time struggling in my own flesh trying to figure things out and trying to work it out my own salvation without Realizing Christ was in me the whole time, saying, hey, I'm right here. <laughs> you know, your sins are all washed. You're white as snow. When the Father looks at you, he doesn't see your sin. He sees me. Amen. I mean, how how uh, how much better can we get than that? We all have a white page in the morning. <laughs> clean, clean sheet. Mm. Sheet of a new day. God gave me a dream last night with my cousin in it, and I called her this morning after I got off the line for a little bit. Found out that they're having some difficulties with something that's going on in their lives, and uh, he doesn't usually pray. The husband usually doesn't pray, and so I says, "Well," she says, "You know, this is a miracle that you're even calling." I said, "Well, you were in my dream last night, so I figured God wanted me to talk to you." She says, "Yes, we're going through some troubles right now." I says. Uh, so I get him on the speakerphone, and I talk to her husband. says, it's okay. I get his permission. It's okay if I pray. Yeah, go ahead. So I prayed for him, and 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 my cousin was so excited that I just happened to just, by osmosis, pray for us as well. Thank you. And But he never receives prayer. Mm. You see, God is working in my family, even though, you know, and I pray for him every day on the, you know, I pray for him even when I'm off the prayer line, but. But uh, yeah, God is opening doors even a little bit with my with my cousin's husband. So pretty cool. So now, with you being persistent yeah. and into what God is calling you to do, you're beginning to see manifestations well, no, of, of the word working in your you stand in a gap and I'm and things happening. Here, right. Yeah, they're coming from Again, that's even saying again why they call him a workman. Because right. it requires work and effort in order for you to do what you're doing. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't just say a prayer once and all of a sudden it's over with and done. You're doing. <laughs> no. And now you even you're rejoicing it through your trials and tribulations. You're rejoicing in your trials and tribulations. You just said I've got a headache, but it doesn't matter. That's not going to stop me from doing what I need to do regarding God, giving the praise and the glory, in spite of my headache, in spite of the pain that I'm suffering and dealing with. Betcha. Yep. 
So that's, again, you and I being an example of how to apply the Word of God. Right. Right. And I'm glad this is on the Internet because this is going to bless some people. I know it will. Yep. How many people get on this 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 line? Do you know, Sam, or are you aware of it? Or I at one time I wanted to track it, and I you know I don't really do that tech stuff. I just know that they gave us an A rating, so I can't even tell you. A rating? Yeah, my sister told me that. Hey, that's great. Ain't something I don't know. <laughs> that's awesome. So what? Uh, how many kids? How many siblings do you got? Uh, I got two old, two older sisters. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That explains why he's so spoiled. Ho 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 ho! I don't know what she said. She says that explains why you're so spoiled. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, join the club, Sam. I'm the youngest of five kids, and my brothers are all four, four older brothers of mine, so. All righty, now. Amen to the youngest. That's all right, Felipe. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. Good morning. You know, they say the least shall be the greatest. All righty, now. All righty, all righty, all Hey, morning, Felicia. Good morning. How are you? Hey. God bless you for the text yesterday. That was just perfect timing. You have no... Well, I should tell you, you know, it was. I, how long have you been on the prayer line today? Um, I just got on. You just got on. Well, I was... I, I hit a roadblock yesterday, um, and you, you text me, and my dander got up, and you had said that Louie was taking good care of me, but what you didn't realize was we were just heading back from the hospital where they said that they couldn't help me. And something in my spirit kind of pricked when you said that. And I said, yeah, thank you, he is. And all of a sudden I realized that it was your text that actually made the difference. So thank you for this. I realized that uh, I had been listening to too many negative things that other people were saying I was not listening to to what I needed to, and I got my dander up and said, no more. I said, I had enough. So, um, like I told Sam, I, I started, really my whole attitude changed. It was like a shift. Well, we talk about very shifting ministries. It shifted, complete shift in, in the atmosphere. And I began to say, okay, God. I said, now I'm not putting up with this no more. I said, enough is enough. I can be in pain, but that doesn't matter because... Just because I'm in pain doesn't mean I don't help others, and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that I stop serving the Lord and, and being defeated. And I said that I'm not going to be defeated anymore. I said none of this. I wasn't playing the piano. I wasn't singing. I was saying that lights were hurting my eyes and the sounds were hurting my ears, and I couldn't do this, couldn't do that. I was shaking and everything. Well, I kept going down and down. And Maria said I sounded like I was just about ready at my wit's end. Well, I was at my wit's end. And then all of a sudden, bam, it was just like, okay, Felicia texts me and says, I know Louie's taking good care of you and we're praying for your miracle and we're standing in agreement with you and 
It's just like, and I got angry, and I thought, nope, nope, that's, why am I getting angry at her for saying that? I said, that's nothing but a lie. I said, I don't need to put up with that anymore. So, like I said, my dander got rose up, and I said, no more. I said, I can be in pain, but I'm going to serve the Lord no matter what happens. Because Jesus suffered more pain than I can, and if he lives inside of me, I can bear this. Mm. And so I got on the prayer line this morning, and just praise God, he's just been really, really been just blessing blessing my socks off today. And, and Maria and Erica and I and I told Sam, and I, I wanted to tell you too, that uh, I, I, I don't call everybody friend, but I call you guys friends because you guys have had my back when I needed it. And that means a great, great deal to me. So, again, you your timing was perfect. Just perfect. Thank you for that, Felicia. You're welcome. Stop crying, girl. <laughs> perfect timing. about your dad on the line or do you want to talk later? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, he's fine. How's how's it going? Um
You have to look right at it. And you see people in the chair dying, and you see people, and you see yourself um, being being hooked up to a machine and, and realizing that without this, you know, I won't, I couldn't sustain. And so it's it's a very, I don't know what the word would be, traumatic time. Like being in war, you know, a, a veteran of war type thing mm-hmm. for your father to be on the on the machines and stuff. I, I'm speaking from experience of my own for that, that it, it was like war. But it gives me a, a perspective of looking at it from hindsight instead of from being in it. So I thank God for that grace and mercy that God has been so gracious to me for a new life and excuse me a new kidney that was a uh, was a great gift that I have a husband that was willing to give up one to get so I could get one from somebody else so that was the greatest gift my husband ever given me by the way yeah so yeah anyway yeah well, we love you, and I love you, and I'm glad that your dad's wife's sister, is that correct, mm-hmm. is going to make sure he goes to dialysis. That's, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Well, yeah. Huge. To be honest, if you miss three, dose, three, three days... You won't live. Three days without dialysis and you'll be gone. That's how vital that's how vital being on the machine is is. I know we made sure I was there every day, every every other day. And we'd have to be there by five thirty in the morning and he'd leave we'd leave at like five o'clock and get up at four. And we did this every other day. And that and that was very difficult, but like I said, you know that that's hindsight. That's who I was. That's not who I am. Right. You know, God's God's blessed blessed me, but you uh, you're back home then with with Cynthia now then. Yeah. Yeah, I've been back all week. Okay. Okay. All week. Yeah, wow. I hate it. So. I had to leave on down and so I just, there was other things that we needed to do together. But I, yeah. I, I try to get it done on this end. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, you know, I don't know. Um, so when I when I got down there, one thing you don't think of when you're not around somebody all the time. Right. their age. Yeah. And I had to look at him and I'm like, oh my God, he's 80. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like I had, to, I had a newfound respect for Sam because he yeah. uses that every day. Right. It's just like, you know, you see the changes and yeah. you know, you can adjust accordingly, but yeah. You get, get with it all at once, so it's just like, wow, he's 80. 
mortality kind of hit me in my face a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you face mortality every day in this air. Yeah. And 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 Louis, Louis and I ministered to people. Um, even during dialysis, he would bring in the Bible and we would read. And after I was off dialysis, we used to go visit a lady named Mabel, and we would read scripture to her and minister to her while she was in the chair. But she's gone now too. So people that we used to visit, they're all gone now. So. They were like family. They were like family to me. Because when you're at that point in your life, you're you're completely yourself. You can't be anybody but yourself. And you come to who you really are at that moment and and realize that uh, who you are is not so bad, you know. Because mm-hmm. when you're sitting in a chair for three and a half, four hours and can't go nowhere... You know, and you do this three times a week. Either you learn to like yourself or you just, you know, you just wake up and say, not another day, here we go again. But, you know, I would sit in that chair and look at the clock and say, boy, I wish this were done. I wish this were done. I says, but you know, Lord, I says, I know this is short term because I'm going to get a kidney. And my face was just like, okay, God, my face is solid. I know you're going to provide me a kidney. I know that. But for it to manifest itself and for me to go through the procedure and for me to go through the um, waiting period, getting a donor, you know, getting Louis approved, getting me approved, going through all that, and then going through the other people, getting lined up with them, and then setting a date, and then waiting for his match to match. It was was the hardest thing I think that I ever did was to go through all that and wait even though I knew in my spirit that it was going to happen, I still had to wait, and it was still a great amount of pressure um, to go through that time for me mm-hmm. until I got the kidney. And then when I did get the kidney, I got an infection. So then they put a pump on me to take out the poison so I wouldn't lose the kidney. So that was another two months. And then Louie had to start bandaging me and changing my dressing and everything else so that I could have, you know, and then, then finally it all healed up, and now everything's working real good. But all that process was very, very difficult. And I'm so grateful for God that uh, that I'm on this side of it and not on the other side looking out the window and saying, gee, I wish I could get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's, that's the only thought I had in my mind was, God, I wish I were out of this chair. And on top of that, my dad had died. My brother-in-law had died. I had led him to the Lord on the couch. And we were going through estate and everything else. So we were going through all this. Just, you know. So, yeah, it was a trying trying time for me in my life. So a whiplash and a neck pains and all that, you know, I, I was hurting, physically hurting and but because of the because of the concussion, my mind, my brain was not working the way I wanted it to. It was frustrating and it was getting me down. And that was that was the last straw. I says, enough is enough is enough. God, God is greater than this. He's done all this and He can do more. And you know, and so I just stood on the word. 
I said, what can't he do? Right. You know? And so, but the counselors had had me write everything down that I had done in my past, and like I told Sam, and so I wrote it wrote it all down, and I was watching Benny Hinn last night, and God said, tear it up. It's not you. That's not you anymore. That's not who you are. You're washed quite white as snow, and when I look at you, I look at my son in you, and you don't have to think about that anymore. You can leave that behind and move forward. So see, that's, and, and your call, <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but it's not. Your call, your your text, I'm praying in agreement with you for your healing. Set this whole thing in motion. So God bless you, Felicia. Now you can cry if you want to. But thank you. I sincerely mean that from the bottom of my heart for being my friend and for sticking it out with me. Even if it seemed like a little thing at the time, that little thing was a little key that just popped everything else off. Sometimes a little bit. God, sometimes will call us to do just a little something. And that little something can be a great something. Given in the Father's hands. When you take the fish and the loaf of bread, look at what God did. Now look at that little text that you gave me. Look what God did with that little text. Wow. That's powerful. That's God. Nothing but God. So, again, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Wow. I can so very much relate to your father on this on this end and on the people that are on on the machines. How difficult it is for them. And I think I got more empathy for people that are suffering and hurting and in their pain. My my I guess my, my heart goes out to people who are who are hurting, physically hurting. And to realize that even in the midst of hurting, we can we can minister. You know, mm-hmm. in the midst in the midst of our own pain, we can still minister. We can still reach out. And I think that's what I'm learning on the prayer line is it doesn't matter what condition our body's in. If if we're willing to be used by God, we can. If it's just one word, if it's just one call, if it's just one little something. A little something can ignite a flame, a little spark, a little hope. No, God doesn't give us, you know, God doesn't give us a big word sometimes. It's just a little word. Just enough to just spur somebody on. And we may not even know what we're, you know, how how we may be affecting somebody else. But a little word can make a total difference. Amen. Amen. Any comments, Sam? Sam there? Well said. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you got an appointment. Yeah, I'm getting ready for that now. Okay. If anybody want prayer requests, it's going to need to be real quick. <laughs> you can pray for me if you like. I'll agree with you. All right, you ready? <clears throat> ready. Let me laugh. Do me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Pray for um Sherry. Shada Koroba Shidoko Sidi Kumbroko Shidakanda Shidoko Se Shidakambroko Sarakanda O Rombo Kosika. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Shandranda Kosa for the increase Shidoko Rambaka. Thank you, Holy Spirit Shidoko for continuing to pour forth your life upon us, Shinoko Rashidakanda. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Shindrosidakoda as the anointing of God is increasing in us, Shrombrokosa. Thank you, Father Roshidakada. Bustaka. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 All right, who's next? Alicia. Shindra, should I go send that? Did I go send? Did I go down? Did I go dead? Did I go down? Did I go Sherry encouraged you very much. You just continue to stand forth on the words of God as he continues to reveal to him who you are. Remember, you're covered. And I'm going to say this. As you step out to do what God tells you to do, he takes care of all your family and everybody else. He takes care of all your situations and circumstances because you're choosing to step out to do what he's called you to do. I'm an example, and that whole trip that you just did is an example. So courage to step out and be strong as God is directing your path. Let him be God. Do not try to get in his way. Amen. <laughs> you going to slap me again? I just, you know, I'm going to make a special trip just to drive by to slap you. It's going to be a dry slap by. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, hey Sam, stick your face out, slap meow. Like, okay. I didn't pray for you, Renee. Ora shede de kumbo shede de kandra shede go de go se de kandan de go se de kandan de go se de kandrambo ko sara ko se de kambroko sanda. Thank you, Father. Brush de kanda, porobo de kanda. Mhm, 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 mhm. It's not by happenstance that a lot of little things are, are, are showing and acting out the way that they're acting out or being things manifesting the way they're ma- manifesting. Continue to hold your peace and your pace and your position. Continue to seek God in all and through all and let his anointing carry you through. You will find that his grace is more than sufficient for thee, but you got to trust him and walk in accordance with it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Let's pray for you, Sam. Dear President Heavenly Father, we thank you for Sam today, Lord God. I pray for traveling mercies on Sam. With Sam, send your guardian angels round about him as he goes to his, his uh, appointment today, Lord God. Go before him, Lord God, wherever he goes today, Lord, and just prepare the way, Lord God. Give him divine appointments as you so desire, Lord God, and just continue to minister to him in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Well, I'm about to get out of here, but nobody else wants prayer real quick. That's it. I said I want a prayer. For you. You didn't hear me when I was praying for you? Yes, not. Can you hear me? 
I hear you now. I said you must not have heard me when I was praying for you. Can't hear me, Sam. I hear you. You can't hear me. Okay, barely. Yeah, I said I was praying for you. You must not have heard me then. No, I didn't. Might have been some garbage trust. Oh. Uh, well, that's why they made the tape recording. You can go on the internet and listen to it. <laughs> okay. Now you have to listen to the whole program. Oh, uh, well, you know. You can do it while she walks. She got a smartphone. <laughs> okay. Touche, touche. <laughs> that's four, three hours and 45 minutes of listening to. That's great, man. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm about to get out of here. All right, God bless, Sam. Oh, okay. I'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Okay, have a good one.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.